For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. We have all sorts of warnings now and everything gets a colour and we have a yellow a status, yellow ice warning. One of the things you really need to watch is driving conditions, whatever you do. Um, and also... You know, the fact that there could be some disruptions to travel. So we'll just have to wait and see. Two of the headlines making the red tops today. Arctic rolls in. It's coming down from the north. It's the front headline on this morning's Star and the Sun says, Beware the ice of March. Beware the ice of March. For certain, a cold snap for the next couple of days. Saturday afternoon on the Grand Parade saw angry scenes. Standoff at protests is the headline making the echo this morning. Saturday afternoon, they say anti-immigrant po- protesters and anti-racism campaigners faced off for three hours with members of Angarda Shikorna forming a line between them. And the papers this morning show that line with members of Angarda Shikorna standing in a line. On one side of them were the, as they say, anti-immigrant protesters and on the other side, the anti-racism campaigners. Now, uh, the numbers, uh, well, they break it down in this morning's uh, echo where they say 500 people attended a rally by Cork says no to racism. Started at the National Monument at midday and then you had a group of 200 anti-immigrant protesters holding a demonstration outside the city library an hour before, an hour later I should say. Uh, And then, as the fellow says, never the twain shall meet, but they did. So I'll have some more on that in a few minutes time. That story out of Castle Bar is quite alarming isn't it? You heard it in the news at 9 o'clock. It's the front of many of the red tops. The mirror lead with it, a man arrested on suspicion of murder after a body of a suspected gunshot wound. A man with a suspected gunshot wound was found in the house and then the house burnt. It's a pretty grim discovery. Murder probe. His body found in burning house is the front page today. Uh, and, you know, um, I remember reporting on this, although thankfully I haven't been reporting on it on side for a few years. And this is the morons who throw things from bridges down onto vehicles cars and trucks and vans and all sorts of things down on motorways literally uh, throwing bricks and blocks and all sorts of stuff the latest one is up in Care County Tipperary on the M8 where uh, a rock was hurled from a flyover bridge uh, down onto a car, damaged the windscreen thankfully if it wasn't for the super driving driving, uh, of the driver it could have led to an utter catastrophe. Uh, we have over the years had several different types of missiles being thrown at motorists. Cork, Wicklow, Meath, Dublin and reporting this morning Tipperary and you might recall some years back in 2017 a woman claimed that three kittens were flung from a moving vehicle on the M50 uh, and killed by oncoming traffic, literally mowed down and killed. People act, act in the maggot in more ways than one. In fact, the judge Olin Kelleher used that term in court at the back end of last week where he said that acting the maggot in hospitals, people should go to jail. He had someone before him who was doing just that. He says, actually the judge said uh, in the court, he says, I know one person who's out of work for nine months from A&E because of people like you. Uh, he was uh, at the same time saying that a prison sentence was merited for anyone engaging in threatening behaviour in hospital. Uh, but David Higgins, who was before the court, uh, didn't go to jail. And the only reason Olin Keller said he wasn't sending him to jail, uh, he wouldn't do it uh, because the accused was only 19 and had only previous and had only one previous conviction for drunkenness. So it goes to show you have to do a few things, really, I suppose, before you end up 
actually going to jail in spite of acting the maggot. I'm not criticising the judge in any way, shape or form, uh, but this fellow was certainly acting the maggot, apparently threatening behaviour, drunk and a danger to himself and others at the Mercy University Hospital. Not for the first time are we hearing of maggot acting carry on outside the Mercy. And also, unfortunately, we were talking on Friday about issues involving Carrigaline United. They're not alone, you know, because even over the weekend, we had other stories of um, unruly behaviour. Like the Independent this morning talks about mobile phone footage will be used now and it will be crucial because the Gardaí are investigating an alleged serious assault on a GA official at an underage match above in Dublin. Headline in the Independent says phone footage to be examined after GAA umpire is allegedly assaulted uh, at a match. And there are others like that, actually. I'll come back to them a little later on because I see quite an amount of text that we still have on that topic of conversation. But Enoch Burke still continues to dominate the news. And while his fines continue to go upwards, he continues to go to school, to his post-primary school, or at least to the gates of it. And that story is back in the Independent today, front and inside pages, because the Catholic primary school managers, those that manage Catholic primary schools are saying that pupils in primary school should not be taught what it means to be transgender. They've sent a strongly worded letter uh, to the government and they say that it will create division in schools and that there's a lack of scientific consensus on the issue. So the debate continues to, well, I was going to say rage on, but I mean, it was very big news and many people were talking about it weeks and weeks ago and indeed back the back end of last year when the Enoch Burke saga began. Uh, but teaching of transgender issues in Irish schools has become even more high profile um, in the recent months because of the dispute involving Enoch Burke and his school. Many are saying it has nothing to do with the school that sent him to jail. It was not following the court order. I, I get all of that. You also heard in the news this morning that they're saying that 9 in 10 LGBTQ plus youths see way too much hate content online and that they have themselves experienced hate messages and harassment on social media in the past year. And while all that's happening, of course, then I probably should have tied this into the protest on the Grand Parade. It's the front page of making the mail today. Roderick O'Gorman has a few different briefs. One of them is he's the refugee minister. But they say that he's way too fussy when it comes to accepting accommodation for Ukrainian refugees. You could have fooled me. You could have fooled me. Um, I thought that they were um, actually uh, looking and looking and looking and begging and pleading for more properties as opposed to being fussy. I did hear in the past, and the mail mentioned it this morning, some of the options that were being considered because we've literally run out of bedrooms and beds. And One of the options was um, tented cities. Another one was cruise ships were also being considered. There was at one stage last year a cruise ship just off Roaches Point and it kind of sat there for a while. I think the proposal was it was going to come in and was going to be offered as a an accommodation facility for Ukrainian uh, refugees. I believe it was rejected and the cruise ship, it was one of those retired cruise ships, you know what I mean? Uh, they just sailed off into the into the Atlantic again, but hundreds of refugee properties offers are rejected. Anybody listening to me who offered a property for uh, Ukrainian refugees and had it rejected? I'd love to talk to you. Text 0868 Did you ever send the, the wrong text message to somebody? Uh, we've all done it. Um, you ever send the wrong photograph to somebody? We've all done that. Lo and behold that you would wish to share a, a pornographic video with somebody by mistake, but apparently that's alleged to what has happened uh, to a security guard who was then fired. Uh, he sent a porn video to a female colleague. 
he was fired and he was found to have been fired well it was an unfair dismissal 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 actually uh, and he got compensation and then he appealed the compensation and the compensation doubled to 10,200 euro. Uh, it has to do with a supermarket security officer in his late 50s. Now, apparently, he'd worked for his employers for 12 years and had had an annual salary of just under 40 grand. He had a clean service record, all that, that he sent a video in error to a female colleague known as Miss A via WhatsApp in 2020 while off duty. He deleted the video, and you can do that with WhatsApp videos. You can delete them if it's a text forget about it, or a text video. Uh, so he deleted the video when he realised it had gone to an unintended recipient, but not before um, she had seen it and made a formal complaint uh, that she had been sent a pornographic video by the security officer. The whole thing then kicked off. Uh, was uh, He was suspended, and then he was dismissed, and all sorts of stuff like that. It got to the WRC. He got a compensation payout. He, both sides actually uh, appealed the decision, and it went to uh, appeal and he had the unfair dismissal compensation doubled to €10,200. Uh, I suppose it goes to show you need to be sure and then double sure before you click send. And you know all the all of the census collectors who went out and about to gather the census, do you know that when you add up the amount of visits that the enumerators met, met, made just to get all of the census back, the forms filled... 5 million visits in total. And out of the 5 million, there were uh, 100 incidents. And half of the incidents involved being bitten by dogs. The others then were things like verbal and physical abuse and aggression and, and stuff like that. And I suppose people just literally refusing to fill in the form. And you have to fill it in. Like I mean, you'll end up in court if you don't. But it's interesting to see that nearly 50% of the incidents involving uh, the enumerators going around for the census forms involved being bitten by dogs. And then there's 104 million euro, which is a lot of uh, cash, unclaimed in the Irish lottery. I mean, and they, they're failing to track down the lucky winners. 104 million. And what will they do with that? I mean, in the past, what would they have done with that? Did they have a cut-off period and then put it back into the jackpot or what? But yeah, I think the 104 million was put back into the lottery via new games, larger prizes and more advertising. Uh, you know, but that's a lot of money, isn't it? you got to wonder how people would feel if they actually found out years later that they had... I mean, I don't know how much the big win would be, uh, but they're talking about... They break it down by year. I won't bore you with the year, but when you total it up, it's 104 million. There's a lot of music stories making the papers today because you two are going to gig without Larry Mullen Jr., because he's got awful problems with his wrists and his elbows and his shoulders from drumming, and he needs surgery now. He's going to be replaced by a temporary drummer. Um, but they, um, they, they... I think they had to come out and sort of... Uh, kind of quell rumours that they were breaking up or that they were at the edge, if you'll pardon the pun, of a split. And you have the edge this morning opening up about the disappointment that Larry won't be uh, gigging with them, particularly in Vegas. But the gigs will go ahead and you two are not breaking up. And hopefully they could well be part of this spectacular Live Aid-style benefit gig that's going to happen apparently in Wembley in June. It'll be called Live Aid, obviously, for Ukraine. And you could see huge gigs and huge acts coming together on that day like it was in, I think, 1985. I believe it was 85 when we had Live Aid. And huge money then could be, could be raised. So you'll be looking at U2, the Rolling Stones. And what I find very interesting is 
Pink Floyd have been asked to perform. I mean, trying to get the remaining members on Pink Floyd onto the same stage. I don't know about that, particularly with Waters and Gilmore. We, we will have to wait and see if that were to happen. I mean, they did before for another charity event, but it would be some gig if you had uh, the remaining members of uh, Pink Floyd back on the stage. And you know how you heard stories um, and the U-turn that Penguin had to engage in with regards to the sensitivity readers and Roald Dahl's books. You can get two versions of the Roald Dahl books now, the sensitivity version and the original classic version. And it looks like it could be the same with the Ladybird books, particularly ones like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty and stories like that, because they have now brought in the uh, pronoun um, well I suppose they have brought let me let me call them what they are in fairness they're sensitivity readers to introduce more use of pronouns as opposed to man woman prince and princess and they want to change the storylines uh, say for instance as an example Cinderella because they say you really can't have a blonde haired and blue eyed protagonist like Cinderella it's not representative of enough of all people. And also, you know, love at first sight. Well, how could that happen if you'd never spoken to the guy and you fall in love with someone you've never spoken to? I mean, that has happened. People just fall in love across a room. Their eyes meet and they know before they ever speak. Probably fall out of love when they speak. I don't know about that. But they're also saying that there's fears of class discrimination in the Ladybird books. Like, for instance, um, you know, the social ranking of a prince and a princess. Um, while at the same time, villains are usually old, right? The villain is always old or uh, nasty looking. And that there's not enough racial diversity amongst the main characters. Um, I, I, I'm all for that. I mean, you know, you, you, you probably would want to see an awful lot more diversity. But as to whether it is affect, affect classics that are as old as Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, I don't know. You see modern adaptations of everything now where all of the racial barriers are broken down on stage. And that's fantastic. And I suppose that's what they're attempting to do. But one wonders, would you regard it as a step too far? Text 0868104106. And talking about um, stating the bleeding obvious, you know how I tell you that they come out with research and spend money on the daftest things. The latest one is that if you want to get a better job... Oh, sorry, let me reword this correctly. If you want the, a better chance at getting a job, you need to smile at your interview... <laughs> I mean, you got a better chance of getting the job if you smile, guys. Did you know that? No? I thought that would have been fairly obvious. Rather than going in with a scowl or a sour puss on you. Why? Well, same old story. First impressions are very important. And research shows that people have stronger memories for happy faces. They'll remember you as the smiling candidate. I mean, you don't want to over-smile because you just look, look like a blooming idiot. But you don't want to go in with a sour puss or a scowl on your face. Anyway, I'll pass it on for what it's worth, particularly if you are going for a job interview. Get up to that mirror and start practicing your smile. And I may well drill into this a little later on. I see a, talk, a TikTok mom online saying she's tried them all. She's tried your Lidl. She's tried your Aldi. She's tried Dunn's and she's tried Tesco. And she says that she is going back to Dunn's from Lidl and Aldi because she's found them much cheaper and she's been in all of the supermarkets. I wonder if you'd agree or disagree because I looked and read this article, but I don't actually think, no defence to this Irish mum, 
I don't think you can actually make that call unless you go in and buy the identical items in every single, not the identical brands now, but the identical items in every single supermarket, total them up and then work out who's the cheapest. Would you agree? Anyway, text 0868104106. The Neil Prendeville Show on Courts Red FM. Two-time gold winner at the Emerald Radio Awards 2022. Okay, and so to Saturday's, as they call it, standoff protest on the Grand Parade. It's the front page of Making the Echo this morning. Angry scenes on Cork's Grand Parade Saturday afternoon as anti-immigrant protesters and anti-racism campaigners faced off for three hours. Now, I wasn't there. Perhaps you were there. I'd like to hear from you. Text 0868104106. We've asked a number of different representatives from both sides on air. We'll have to see if any or many of them do come on. Uh, we also invited Sinn Féin's councillor Mick Nugent on the air. I think he's declined coming on the air. He actually got involved and uh, kind of calmed uh, at least one or two incidents that could have got quite hairy on Saturday afternoon and he makes the echo as well this morning but Mick Barry TD was there and he might be able to set the scene for us as to exactly what happened. Mick, good morning. Good morning to you, Neil. Okay, uh, so um, they talk about uh, a standoff that involved a line of Gardaí separating both. Um, You were there in the middle of that, yeah? Well, I was uh, not in the middle of it. I was on the anti-racist side of the lines, uh, as were about 500 uh, other people who were sending out a clear message um, that the kind of uh, racism and the kind of hate uh, that we've seen in other locations around the country uh, in anti-immigrant protests organized by racist groups, that that is not wanted uh, in Cork. Uh, There was a significantly smaller uh, anti-immigrant protest uh, organized uh, more down at the uh, library end of things. Yeah. They say Uh, the numbers were 500, around 500 for Cork says no to racism and about 200 anti-immigrant protesters. I would think that that overestimates the number of anti-immigrant protesters, but it correctly gives... Well, why do you say that? Because you want it to be incorrect or because it is incorrect. I mean, that's what they're saying, 500 versus 200. Why is that an issue? Yeah, I'd say it was more like 500 to maybe 120 or 150 max. But look, we can argue about that. The the, the most important point was that there was a, a large majority of the people gathered there who were saying no to racism, no to hate, uh, and who were articulating uh, an anti-racist they were, and they were saying that you shouldn't be blaming refugees or having hatred or criticism or making them feel unwelcome, that your actual protesting and unhappiness should be with the likes of our TDs and the doll. You included, incidentally, right? Well, what I would say is that the TDs and the doll who hold the power... Okay, all right, those to, in government. To the government TDs. Yeah. Did scuffles um, break I, out, Mick? Uh, no, uh, I I didn't see any scuffles, uh, Neil, uh, but I arrived about half an hour before the anti-racist protest began and maybe um, 45 minutes before the, the standoff ended, I had to go to Dublin for the, the premiere of the Debenhams movie. You know, the, the Debenhams work had a documentary yeah, made, yeah, yeah, yeah. 406 days. So uh, I had been invited by the workers to be there 
You may so not have I seen it, see but the Echo says but just no, before one. So. Well, hang on a second. Just before one p.m., a small number of anti-immigrant protesters moved towards the monument. I'm assuming that that happened. Um, and at the edge of the, cl- of the crowd, they clashed with members of the larger group with some scuffles breaking out. That was when Mick Nugent, the Sinn Féin councillor, uh, got involved in the confrontation and diffused the situation and got some young man, uh, an extremely agitated young man, to back off. Yeah, um, well, I certainly saw uh, people from uh, the, the, the racist protest, uh, a small group advancing, uh, towards the anti-racist campaigners who were at the monument. Um, I think when that happened, uh, uh, a small group of the anti-racist campaigners stepped forward as well. But then the, the, the bulk of the people who were involved in the racist protest uh, advanced in the direction of the monument. Yeah. Uh, but there were uh, a large force of Gardaí present who were preventing them from, from getting down to that point. Uh, and uh, uh, Mick Nugent, I did see playing a stewarding role. He may have had to to hold one or two people back, but it was nothing of of great significance, if you want to put it that way, yeah. from what I saw in any case. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, uh, the two crowds each attempted to drown each other out with chants of reject hate, reject fear, refugees are welcome here, to be met with, you'll never beat the Irish. Then it got a lot worse, and the chanting began along the lines of Nazi scum off our streets, with the other side countering with um, a chance of pedo scum off our streets. Uh, sounds like a very tense place to be, to say the least. Yeah, there, I mean, there's no doubt that there was uh, tension in the air. Um, unfortunately, uh, we have a reality now which is new in Irish politics and in Irish society, which is um, the emergence um even though very small forces, um, but nevertheless, the emergence of what we've seen in other European countries of uh, organized racist uh, and far-right groups. And unfortunately... You say well, racist and far-right. You don't think that any of them really just have a, um, an argument that could well be made that we have no more room, no? I, I think that... Um, um, some people would come down with, with that uh, point of view in mind, ordinary people, so to speak. Yeah. But I'm convinced uh, that the organizers of the protest, which is somewhat different, yeah, um, are uh, people who embrace the politics of racism and the far right. And the point that I'm making essentially is that despite the fact that there were uh, a significant number of those ranks bust into the city, I think, you think or do you think they they were busting or you know that they were? Uh, I I spoke to people who who watch these things very carefully and who know the the, the personnel and the players, so to speak. Who Is that why that we saw East Wall says no? You believe that they were bust in from Dublin? I, I think there was people okay. from outside the city came in for the the racist protest. But the point that I'm making is, unfortunately, you, you do have these groups um, uh, organizing now in the city, and I think it's important, which is why I took the time to go down on Saturday, to say that Cork does not want the politics of race, does not want the politics of hate. And it's also the reason why I'm going to be uh, throwing my support behind um, the anti-racist march that's being organized in the city on the 25th of March. We saw tens of thousands of people on the streets of Dublin 
giving a very strong message a couple of weeks ago of opposition to racism, but also of opposition to um, the racist groups being provided with oxygen by the government uh, and the government's failure to tackle the housing crisis. Mm. This is a key central issue here. So I would like to see thousands on the streets of Cork on Saturday the 25th, and I think that what happened on Saturday was a kind of a standoff between anti-racists and, and, and the racist groups. I think the event on the 25th is far more an event just for the ordinary people of Cork to come out and to say no to racism, no to hate, and let's have But that sounds, as you, that sounds as if you could, you could be scaling it up to an even bigger problem of confrontation and tension that could actually turn violent if it, if it has thousands on the streets because it will attract others then who might not necessarily agree with that. Well, what I saw in Dublin on February the 18th, uh, I saw tens of thousands of working people, young people, LGBTQ people, people of colour, uniting in big numbers uh, to say no to racism and no to hate. I heard in advance um, talk of um, a racist counter-demonstration. You remember... The, the the racist organizer Tommy Robinson was yeah, brought over yeah, yeah. Uh, from the UK, but but that completely fizzled out because of the huge numbers on the streets. Okay, and, and, and that's yeah. what needs to happen in okay, Cork. So, and I would invite people to participate. Okay, so if we it's if we park if you, a peaceful event on the twenty fifth. Okay, if you park some of the banners which read "How's the Irish, not the world." another one that says Cork says no, and a third that says end the plantation. If you park those, because they could be deemed to be offensive to many people. But w- what if you strip the message down that we have failed in our obligation to solving the housing crisis for Irish people? They're intense. They're couch surfing. There are 35-year-olds in box rooms still living with their parents. There's people living and sleeping in their cars. And that we've got our priorities all wrong. All wrong. Well, the points about the people sleeping in the box rooms and the people sleeping in the cars, uh, that is 100% correct. Yes. And the name, the official name of the uh, government's housing policy, they call it housing for all, right? Um, uh, And uh, it's not. What we need is genuine housing for all. And that means housing for the people who are in the cars housing for the yes. people who are in the box rooms yes. and and yes. uh, doing the, our duty by the people who are fleeing war yes, indeed. and horror. Yes, but, uh, but the only emer- yes, indeed, but the only emergency answers we see at the moment are modular homes being built in suburban areas of different parts of the country for Ukrainian refugees. We see city and county councils hoovering up every available rental property they can get their hands on. We see councils buying housing estates off plans. We see councils approaching developers and builders in an effort to buy entire housing estates. Um, And all too often, they're not putting Irish families into them. Yes, well, absolutely what needs to be done is pressure needs to be doubled tripled and quadrupled on the government politicians to say we need emergency action for housing for all. All right? Hold on one second. Okay, I think we're finished with that. Okay, thanks Mick. Uh, appreciate you taking the call. John Donovan, you weren't there, so why am I talking to you, pal? Well, I watched the video on it. I didn't realise it was taking place. It was over the city, right? But um, if I looked it on, I would have went in. Um, 
I just listened to McGarry talk himself out of his darn seat there. I just listened oh. to the person. Well, I'll tell you how, because I, I, I have my finger and my ear to the ground. Are you on speakerphone? One second, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, just take it off for there now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I just listened, as I said there. It would be more than uh, uh, line and Ken Collins and Mick Nugent that were there, Saturday, who seemed to have picked a side and said they'd been impartial, uh, to look after the people at the north side and the people at the city, right, who are crying out for houses and other services like in disadvantage. They areas, have a role right? to play, though, as sitting councillors that we don't come across in the eyes of our own and the eyes of others that were racist or were anti Well, the only, the only racist I heard this morning, the only racist I heard this morning was McBarry uh, hyping up the next march, right, which I predict on the show this morning there will be violence on the streets. There will be blood spilled at the next protest because what was said here this morning and the way people that are genuinely turning up that are sick to death and you've had many calls Neil yeah. Turnbull in this programme yeah. here about people going through terrible uh, times trying to get houses sleeping and yeah, floors sleeping but uh, and a lot of them wouldn't stand over one side shouting at the other Nazi scum off our streets and the other side shouting back pedo scum off our streets eggs well, that, being that, thrown that, at that, anti-racism that, protesters like, like but you see the thing is like I mean this this far right and extreme far right has been thrown out there right that suits the government you see like and people are like big barrier are buying into it and the shinners and if people think the shinners are going to come in and away house now and save this country after what I've seen there on the video Saturday there and in genuine they, they, they like the Sinn Féin and are opening their mouth about 14,000 people have came in here also, the Ukrainians are welcome there right but there's thousands of people coming in here now and it's, it's well established that they are destroying their documentation. We don't know what criminal backgrounds they have. We don't know what their background at all is. Yeah, right? but was there a single was there a single banner or placard or flag that said that though that there were, that their actually issue is with the undocumented who are coming in under international protection orders? Because all I can see is how's the Irish, not the world, in the plantation. Uh, you know, Ireland you see, for is Ireland. It, is, in all fairness, like, is it hard to blame people you now if they are turning uh, uh, and everyone is falling under, under, under the, the one thing you now that there people for years have been waiting for houses. You've had them on your programme here, they're 12 years on the housing list, right? And all of a sudden the government can pull out the stops for every Tom, Dick and Harry on the planet. But our own John and Mary that are on the housing list for years, and I know many of them, right? Walked to council last week who has a, a, a girl on six years Ourself and our son waiting for a flat, and the flat was given out to a non-national. Yeah, but right? he's, not in, he's not in government. No, but I mean, it's what's happening. Like, I mean, this is the perception out there that people are being left behind. The Irish have been left behind for years, for decades. This country hasn't been governed properly for years. And what's going, what has happened is that people have just are exasperated at this stage now. And Big Bally would be better off now trying to stop that match on the 25th rather than encourage it because I guarantee you there will be a hell of a lot more on the other side the next time. Thanks and it's, it's going to turn seriously ugly, and I okay. don't want that in my streets. Okay, thank you, John. Paul, good morning. Hi, good morning. Were Neil. you there? I wasn't there, no. No, okay. I wasn't there. Okay. Um, no, my, my point is, Neil, that pe- people these days, it seems to be that they keep saying it's the far-right groups are, are organising all these events, yet... I have never heard the name of a single far-right group, Irish far-right group, named. 
Mick Barry, etc. They will never. Uh, say, oh, I, I have in the past, and it's uh, yeah. the the one of them is the National Party. In fact, the Echo this morning says some held banners of the National Party, a small far right party which has never had a member elected to any office. Why they say that, I don't know. I mean, you could say that about any party before they get into the doll, but they certainly single them out as being far right. Yeah, but it's, the thing is, like, any Irishman and so on, now, fine, I was born in the UK, I'm Irish as such, um, any Irishman who actually pushes any patriotic Irish views themselves, suddenly they'll turn up to one of these events and they are deemed far-right activists, racist activists and so on. And just just to say, like, we'd like to see some more done for the Irish, Irish for the Irish. We're not saying just for the Irish, but just help, help your own. As soon as you say help your own, you're deemed a racist far-right mm. Mm. activist it, it's, it's just not right mm. like I, I, I can I, I myself I I do object to uh, seeing an awful lot of the people who, who do come into the country myself I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't but I'm not a racist you know I'm not far right what do you, like, to whom my, do you object are you, I, do you, what, like who are you objecting to now is it Ukrainian right? refugees fleeing war no no to be quite honest I can't say I object to Ukrainian refugees because I'm actually hosting a Ukrainian refugee you know yeah. but what, what in, your, in your home is it in my own, own home yes okay. I have a refugee, Ukrainian refugee and the, this, this lady very settled in and she's you know, she loves cork. So, whom she do you object? Wh- whom do you object to coming here? Where, where the persons I object to, generally, are the ones the international protection people, as such. So that's what the original East Wall uh, protest was about: uh, international because protection order males coming into the country and being they're, they're, placed they're, they're, in their local community, and they caused fear and worry as to you know who they were. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there are rules governing international protection. When, when an international protection person is travelling and so on, they have to register in the first country yes. okay. of, safe, uh, okay. of no, safety. I understand. Now, we know that. We know that. Now, so they're the yeah, people we, that... We you, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the majority of those coming to this country at the moment are coming not from the likes of Africa or coming from directly from Syria or Afghanistan, etc. They're coming via places like France or the UK. Those countries are those countries are safe countries where there's no problem as such, but they, they're continuing over to Ireland. Okay. Now, what what has been not stated most of the time is those coming from the UK have arrived into the UK and then realised hmm, there's a possibility here that we may be moved out of the UK and sent to camps in Rwanda mm. while our asylum status is being processed. Mm. Don't know what they're going to do in the UK with the migrants coming in on boats and dinghies and ribs. 40,000 of them uh, is the latest figure I've heard. And they're saying that they are going to be deported. I know you're going to do that, deport 40,000. Where are you going to find them? They'll be all over the country by that stage. Yeah, but but the UK is planning, they're planning this year, because there's been a lot of legal objections to the Rwanda plan. Yeah. 
to, to send people there. Okay. So in that case, they're they are now here. moving on. Okay. They're coming on to right. Ireland. Right. And by, by rights, the UK oh. is a safe country. Fine. They may have to go and spend a period of time I understand, and I'm conscious of time, and I have Kevin standing by and Joanne. So you are just no. You don't have to apologise. I just need to keep moving. So anyone who shows any kind of patriotism at all now, in your eyes, in Ireland, is classified as a far right racist. Is that your point? It does. Okay. You can't. You can't say everyone who turned up and objecting the other day is a racist. Okay. Come on. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Have some more for the Irish. Thank you, Joanne. Good morning. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm far from racist. And and I, I knew nothing about this protest at all until McNews and Mick or sorry, McBarry's um minions came around with uh up around our area calling us people at the door racist, giving us leaflets to attend it. So I knew nothing about this protest coming up. So uh, I went yeah, as in Mick, Mick Barry um, put flyers through doors telling people about the Grand Parade oh, yes, uh, demonstration. Oh, yes, the, the anti-Irish, I don't call it racist anymore, anti- it, to me it's anti-Irish. But I went there anyway. Let, let's, bear in mind, there. let's bear in mind that initially this was a group of anti-immigration protesters at the Cork City yeah. Library um, who had planned a get-together and then the counter-demonstration a group called Cork Says No to Racism decided to gather at the National Monument. Yeah. It wasn't the other way around. It was, was, as far as I know, I don't think anyone knew about it. It's not as if there's some big far-right group out there going around advertising it because they're not, because I didn't even know about it. And I'm far from far-right, but I follow up on things. Yeah, okay. But I went there. And the first thing I so when the anti-immigration protesters decided to hold a demonstration, it was then that the other side decided decided yeah. to have a oh, yeah. counter demonstration. Counter protest, yeah. Okay, that's my take on it anyway. But that apparently so. is 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 the timing involved, and that that yeah. led to five hundred on one side and somewhere in the region of two hundred on the other. I'm sure they can manipulate the lies like the war charges. Mick would tell you now there was a hundred thousand back right. then, but okay. no, no, okay, okay, but anyway. Yeah. I went so one was organised to counter the other. To Cle- counter clearly, them, yeah. then that could lead to tension, and they did lead to a standoff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they, well, the the moment I put my foot on the by the where the march was happening or the rally, whatever you want to call, it, all I heard was Nazi scum, and it was constant off our streets, Nazi scum. The other side was shouting pedo scum. You wear that. Oh, I, well, being honest now, I didn't hear that. I heard Antifa scum off our streets because there was Antifa clearly there. They had a big Antifa flag who people might not know are a terrorist organisation in some countries. Mick, and, Mick was on that side. Um, I don't know what... So why were you there? Couple. Why were you there? I was there? I was there to support homeless people. Homeless people. That's what I was there to support. And in fact, one of them came upon us. He was a young guy, he's only 22, and he's on the streets the last two years. And he was front and centre, holding an Irish flag, and they were, they were mocking him. They were laughing at him. And Mick Nugent was, obviously he was there representing Sinn Féin, because he was front and centre. He, no, he was, he was part was... of the rally against racism. That's what they said. Oh yeah, he was on, he was, he was on the other side. You know what I mean? And there was no. some guy who was extremely agitated and he talked him down, by all accounts. 
I missed that. Okay. I didn't see that because okay. we, we turned you our You take back. offense to being called... Um, you take offense to calling grandmothers racist for expressing oh, well, their there beliefs. Was, there was families there. There was women there with children in buggies. Um, and they were calling... Well, as far as I'm concerned, everyone was Nazi scum. They never used the word racist oh, that I heard. It was Nazi scum constantly. Um, gestures, vulgarity, you name it. I've seen it all. Now, I'm, I'm a big girl. I can take it. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple of elderly people there. And take it from me, they were visibly upset. One of them said to me, what are they, what are they saying? I said, Nazi scum. She broke down. She said, I'm a c-. she couldn't believe it. She said, I'm born and reared in Cork all my life and I'm told to get off my own street. No, Mick, I think Mick now is on a very dangerous road here now, Mick Barry. He's given free airtime now to to, to um, tell you about another protest coming up. That's agitation. March 25th of a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I think now an agitator is what he is. And I've seen it. I said that to him. Turn, is there not a risk now that this will just raise the temperature on the 25th? Uh, sure, of course. Because we turned our backs. We stayed by ourselves. I was there with my sister. And, pe- and people were getting angry because when we'd have seen the woman visibly upset, it hurt them, you know? One of our elderly to be so upset to be called Nazi scum. And we turned our backs, as we were told, just ignore them, turn your back and, you know, leave them off. And we started singing the national anthem, they booed it. We sang the fields of Athenry to drown them out. And that's the absolute truth now. Mm. And from their side, I can tell you, there was not one Irish flag on their side. Mm. Not one. Mm. There was Palestinians, Palestinian flags. There was, I don't know, LGB things. I don't know what they call them. The rainbow flags. Right? There was every colour flag on that side, but there was not one Irish flag. And we were standing with the best of coffee. De- their pro- their protest would be, this is not about Ireland exclusively. It's about people of the world, people of colour, people from different places well, what coming to... What do you want to- us to do? How's the whole world? Is that, is that what these actual, I'm sorry, not this station, morons, their parents should be ashamed of them if they saw them there, but they're oh, standing with known communists. No, they, they, they also... No, no, wait a second. They also say that people have an entitlement to be angry and to feel disenfranchised, but they are turning on the wrong people. Who, 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 like, you see, you can't open your mouth now and you're called Nazi scum or racist. Even though, as I said to you before, I have family that's mixed. It was never about race until the left jumped on it. No, but all they're saying, all they're saying is that refugees and asylum seekers should be welcomed in Ireland. But they should be welcomed if we had somewhere to house them. You can't prioritise one race over the indigenous people that are living here, that are suffering. They mocked that boy that was homeless. My heart broke for him. What do you mean they they mocked him? How did they mock him? He was standing there and we were shouting, where's his house? You know, where's his house? And they were just laughing, doing something with their fingers and licking in between the finger that I don't know what was... I don't know what that means. Nor do I. Okay, might be younger people out there now who can tell you what it means. I don't know. But it was sad to see on the streets of Cork, they're turning people on each other. They're turning our people against each other. We should be standing together and saying to this government, you cannot import the world into this tiny country when you've so much suffering here already.
And I'm ashamed to cock people that they didn't turn out more in numbers. Okay. And believe me, just because you go to one of these things and there might be these far-right so-called groups there, that does not make you far-right. They that were well, makes you concerned. They were well capable of shouting back um, fairly obscene things themselves, though. Pedo scum I, I just admitted to you that it got a bit, you know, it, it did get a bit... Um, they threw eggs Tension. at the. They threw eggs at um, uh, at the anti-racist protesters. I didn't see that, right. and I would okay. tell you if I did. Okay. I didn't see that. Okay. All I saw was they pushed forward. They pushed the guards forward to come up to where we were. The whole group ended up right behind us. Yeah. They moved yeah. forward. Bear in mind, the guardy had much better things to be doing with their time. And absolutely, I felt sorry for him because it was a freezing cold day as well. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Joanne. Keep those texts coming. Uh, out of time for now. We'll pick it up after 10. Text 0868104106. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench. That's the Big Red Bench. Every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Okay, back to calls in a few minutes' time. I promise you that. But a little bit of housekeeping and some texts first. Now, the Monday Munchies are back again for today, Monday. And Offbeat Donuts have really upped their game. They are now giving us five boxes of donuts. So when you total it up, there are 60 donuts in total. And there are Red Velvet, Toffee, toffee Crisp, Peanut Butter Cup, Hazelnut, salted caramel pecan and the classic glazed and lots more besides. Every type of donut they do will be in the boxes and there's five boxes of them, 60 in total. So you'll be starting the week on a high. Maybe... (laughs) Maybe a sugar high, but a high nonetheless. So if you want to score these five boxes of donuts, you need to text or WhatsApp who you are and where you are. And most importantly, why you and your colleagues deserve this Monday treat. OK, so text or WhatsApp 0868 104 106. And we'll start those shout outs in an hour or so's time and pick a winner just before midday. As well as that, um, you know, if you like to listen to Cork's Red FM and might listen to it on the online players or wherever you get your podcast, you can now listen to Red FM on the Go Loud app and the Go Loud online player. And you can access loads of more original podcasts and music as well, including a brand new station that's just been launched on the Go Loud app. It's called Go Loud Country Hits. So you're looking at 24-7 music from the original country hit makers, your Johnny Cash and I suppose your Dolly Parton and then Shania Twain's in the Garth Brooks. So if you're a fan of country music of all sorts, not just the Nashville stuff, but also Nathan Carter and Mike Denver and Uni Healy, the lot, you'll find it there. All right. If you love country, then make sure you're listening to me on Wednesday morning's program because I have the last coveted tickets to give away to see some of the world's biggest country artists at the Three Arena in Dublin. It's a big gig called Country to Country and it happens this coming weekend. There's three nights of it, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And on Wednesday with me, you will win the whole weekend tickets for you and whomever you choose to take with you. So Go Loud Country Hits. Go Loud on the uh, Go Loud app and you can tap Country Hits to start listening. But certainly on Wednesday, we've got some fantastic tickets for the three arena gig Wednesday show. For all of the business, text 0868104106. I will come back to calls in a few minutes time. A lot of texts. One of them refers to somebody who was playing a game at the weekend, a soccer match. This had nothing to do with Cargilline. It wasn't a Cargilline United game or anything like that. But he says... I was playing in a particular game this weekend. 
Nothing to do with the clubs you were talking about on Friday. But the abuse at the game I was playing in that the referee got on the sidelines particularly was unbelievable. The team we were playing had two coaches on the sideline and from the moment the game kicked off to the final whistle, all the coaches did was scream at the referee, scream at their own players and scream at our players. They were looking to pick fights with anyone who looked at them sideways. It was a close game, but not a dirty game by any means, and the referee did a great job of keeping a lid on it. But in his position, I'd have sent half of their sideline in the first 10 minutes off. Uh, I would absolutely hate to play for a team who had coaches like that. Work is stressful enough for people. Playing sports at the weekend is supposed to be enjoyable, competitive, but enjoyable. And who would want to have someone screaming at you for the game? And presumably beforehand and afterwards as well, on a Sunday morning. We won the game and we don't have to play this team again this season, thankfully. But who would want to be a referee if you're dealing with constant abuse and roaring for the entire game? Um, and then some other texts on topics this morning. Derek Bly was in touch and he said, I was at the rally at the weekend. The crowd was 50-50. There were more with the, uh, with the pro-refugee crowd at the beginning because they started early. They started at midday the other rally started at one. Derek Bly says the line the guards formed was in front of the pro-refugee crowd as they were the aggressive ones. There were several assaults by them and they were throwing eggs. It's all on video. McBarry is wrong. My phone that I was live streaming from was slapped out of my hand. My equipment was broken. The guards saw it and a report is being made it is all on video. And some other texts. Good old Mick Nugent. Plat Palestine for the Palestinians, but Ireland for everyone else. Mm. We don't wish to be turning into other European cities, Neil, with protests that contain violence. How many opposition TDs have secured houses for people? To be honest, I'd say very few. Peter McVerry has done the most of it. Why would we allow these kind of marches in the city full stop? Uh, McBarry, people are not racist if they don't want unchecked people coming into the country. That does not make us racist. I have no interest in coming on the air because it just makes no difference. But I'm a young father of three autistic children and I'm sitting on every waiting list imaginable, including housing. All of a sudden, I'm considered far right because I'm concerned that the current 10-year minimum wait for housing is going to increase to help those undocumented immigrants, not Ukrainians, and the safety of my children, as these people are completely unknown to us when they come in here. We need to help the Ukrainians, but why all of a sudden is all this effort being made to accommodate people from areas with no war and no conflict? And why is it acceptable that people can lose passports on planes and still be left in to a country? I just want a roof over my children's heads and know that they're being raised in a safe area. Hope you get to read this out. Thank you for that. Um, Mick Barry did come back, though, because um, I think the, the, the call to him ended abruptly. I think he got distracted or maybe the line dropped, I'm not sure. But he says, because somebody said that there were leaflets being distributed around the Glen two weeks ago. He says, a racist leaflet was distributed in the Glen two weeks ago. The leaflet opposed the plantation of large numbers of foreign unsettled male migrants. It spoke about people having to fight hard to be safe. It was not just an anti-immigrant leaflet. It was a racist leaflet and a particularly vile one at that. 
but congratulations to the anti-racist campaigners who then went door-to-door in the Glen to oppose these vile ideas and who turned out on Saturday to oppose them too. That's interesting because if I had known that, I would have posed the question to uh, Mick Barry as to whether, okay, one can understand the need for housing for Ukrainian refugees fleeing war, okay? But is he also okay with undocumented people destroying passports and documentation on airplanes and coming into the country under international protection orders? Be curious to get his take on that sometime in the future. But enough of me. Back to the phone lines. Thank you to everybody who's been holding. Kevin, I'll talk to you just after the break. Thank you. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 104 106. Red FM. It's indeed. 0868104106. And thank you to somebody who sent me more. I'm getting still getting screen grabs of the price of uh, certainly hotels and a lot of them to do with Dublin hotels. You're wasting your time trying to find a hotel in Dublin for the St. Patrick's weekend and those that have even seen a scattering of them you're going to be paying thousands for them I may well come back to that in the future uh, but back to the phone lines we go Kevin thank you so much for holding good morning good morning Neil how are you I'm well now um, keen to talk to people who were actually at the rallies on, on Saturday because you would have had a bird's eye view what did what, what, you were there yeah I, I was there yeah okay. I was okay. there uh, I think it started about one o'clock I came in small bit late it was one quarter past one when I turned up Okay, so uh, if you were here, there for I, the one o'clock meeting or rally, you would have been part of the uh, anti. They call no. them the anti-immigration protesters. No, it wasn't anti. It wasn't an anti. That's what Mick Barry calls it. Well, it's the what the echo. It's what the echo calls it as well. Well, that's what all mainstream media calls it for some reason. What was it, it so? What was it so? Cork says no. It was a Cork says no. Uh, Cork says no to various, what though? Uh, illegal. Well, there was a few, a lot of issues mainly. Uh, it's, it's mainly focused around. Uh, the government's policies, current policies, and one of them being the migra- immigration policy currently in Ireland. Because the other side says uh, Cork says no as well, but they have flags and banners saying Cork says no to racism. Well, yeah, well, they, they, they use racism as an umbrella and they're trying to cover everybody in, okay. with a racist tag for some reason. Uh, it's basically, uh, we were discussing uh, the current... Uh, policy, government policy on my immigration in so, the so the organ, so the group that you were with, Cork says no, had decided to have a rally at the library at um, mm. one o'clock, and then right. Cork says no to racism. Decided that they'd have a rally at midday ahead That's of your right, one yeah. at the National Monument. That seems to be the case. Yeah. Okay. So okay. One, one can understand then, with the proximity of both groups, why the Gardaí were on alert, right? Yes, I, well, I, well as, as I said, I came over Nanonagel Bridge. I could hear the I could hear the roaring and screaming from French's Key on the way up. And uh, when I approached Nanonagel Bridge, I could I came from the back of the the anti-racism demonstration, and and uh, all I could all, all, all I could see was they were like a pack of hyenas. It was just I never saw anything like it, screaming, roaring with megaphone relentlessly for for the three hours. I think it was there about two three hours. Nazi scum off our streets, racism scum, all this kind of stuff with megaphones. What have I got it here? Just, I, I, I think it, I have a clip. It, it, I have a, think I have a clip. I know nothing about this clip except that it's nine seconds long. Let me have a listen yeah. to this. So I'm hearing you'll never beat the Irish yeah. on one side and the other side, <laughs> Nazi yeah. scum off our streets. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what they did know for about but three hours nonstop. I don't know how they got the Larynx for it to be honest with you. But um, 
Yeah, I didn't put us up. I mean, we had our, our dinner. Uh, was, that constant, our, our Nat, was that constant? Nat, was that constant? Nazis come off? Constant for three hours, nonstop. Okay. Now you must remember as well that, uh, from what I could see, they were there. There was, a, there was obviously there was a guard, kind of a line in front of them, kind of keeping them back. They were all looked like young. Um, a lot of them were young, kind of college student types. Um, there was um, I, there was a gang over in the right hand corner by with Nugent was standing. They, they were all in bad looked like They looked like very regular people to me, I have to say. Standing under a banner, Cork, Cork says no to racism. Well, all sorts of, of different yeah, people of all, all sorts, sorts of, of people, ages. But, but I, I, I found at the very front they seemed kind of young to the student types. Uh, there was a lot of them there with Ballyclavis and their masks covering their faces. They were older looking. Um, I don't know who they were. Uh, but on our side, it was mainly kind of uh, a lot of young, a lot of men too, a lot of young families, kids, couples. Older people. I see one or two. I see one or two. I don't know. They're not balaclavas. They're not balaclavas. Well, they're masks of some sort. Of I it's kind of a yeah, mask and and uh, uh, one of the little little caps that you pull down over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see fellas yeah, with with hoods up, but maybe might have been the cold. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I see a fellow with um, something from the from the nose down. He's completely unidentifiable, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and then uh, uh, yeah, like, obviously their the shant was just trying to upset or trying to stop the um, our, our demonstration from going or okay. our rally from going ahead. Which okay, who threw the eggs? Obviously, uh, well, I, I I don't know who was throwing the eggs, but I, there was one or two eggs landed near me, uh, hit the ground. There was a, a a woman with a buggy just missed the buggy with the child. Um, that you, was saw that. you saw that. You saw. I saw that was next to me. Yeah, next to me. So yeah. that would have that come from the. The other it came, side. It, it came. It seemed to come from the road. Actually, it seemed to come from. It came. It it, it came from the road. If you wrote to my left hand side, from from Grand Parade Road somewhere. So it could be uh, possibly someone that was passing. Uh, but who's going to defend? Who's going to defend the innocent refugees from Ukraine? If 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 we don't have Cork says no to racism rallies to say that we're behind them that. Or anger isn't with them. I don't think anybody. Or anger isn't with anybody, them. especially not nurse. We've no, no one has a problem with refugees. I certainly don't have a problem with refugees, and anyone under our banner said, "But the banner said, how's the Irish, not the world?'" The banner says, "In the plantation." But sure, yeah. But how uh, how is Ireland, a small little country, going to house the world? Literally now, come on. How is we going to house the world and all the problems we have here? We have a we actually have a housing crisis. Remember, mm. you know. I don't think anyone has a problem with housing genuine refugees and no one is anti-immigration. I'm married an immigrant. I'm not anti-immigration, you know, but there needs to be a sensible immigration policy into Ireland that will, one, benefit the immigrants coming here, that they actually have a place to live, place to work, but also benefit the Irish people themselves. That it doesn't upset the Irish status quo. Why? That Irish okay. people are not put out in the streets. Yeah. Irish people are not on waiting lists, etc., etc. There has to be a common sense approach here. We haven't got any common sense in Ireland at the moment. The coming immigration policy is a disaster. We now have seen as well, and it's reported all over the country, it's also been on mainstream media, that thousands of people have come into the country, mainly men, under the guise of refugee status, have thrown away their passports coming in here. That means they're illegal. They also possibly could be criminals. That is not acceptable. This is most certainly possibly not proven because well, we don't know why would you, why would someone throw away their passport and arrive because they why? wouldn't be able to prove that they came from a country that they would need asylum from it doesn't make the exactly. look listen I, I understand what you're saying but it doesn't that necessarily very, mean that they're a criminal serious, this, this is a very serious situation okay I, very, I, I'd be bothered then that March 25th Saturday the 25th of March if this gets scaled up you're going to have both sides out on the 25th 
Well, look, there would be never be any violence or fighting from corpses, no. That people from our side will never be, you'll never see anything. And on that subject, actually, I was listening to Mick Barry, and Mick Barry's telling porkies. He's telling porkies. Because I was there, I saw exactly what happened. And he said there, when he was speaking to you this morning, that the, that the Arsa advanced, advanced over them. Nonsense. That did not happen. What happened was, after about an hour and a half there, we were, there was, we had music, we were talking, it was very friendly, we had a great day. They started advancing. It was like a rush. They, they, they nearly rushed us. But should uh, the space the between the, the library the and the National Monument is only like 60 or 70 they feet. Were, but there, was a, there, was a, there was approximately, I would think, about 80 yards, 100 yards between Maybe, us. but we, that's a stretch. Started. I mean, from the library no, to the... Be, like, listen, I see I photographs where both sides are up at the sign for the car park. Like, So you're pretty much well, on yeah, top I, of each other. Yeah, no, when we first arrived, there was a good... There was a good uh, I would imagine about eighty yards between us. Rather that we much. Yeah. I it was a good. There was a good distance between us, Neil, when we first started. Right. You didn't move, no. No, we didn't move at all. But they were they were well back by the monument. There was a good distance between us. We moved the guards. Were there was a line of guards across them with their backs to them, facing us. That was grand. They were doing their shouting. We were doing our own thing. But in, after about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, they all just started coming forward. They just came forward. They came forward 20, 30 or 40 yards. Okay. With, with the head, I saw it with my own eyes. Okay. They came forward like a rush, not rushing, quick ball, quick pace. The guards went with them. They didn't try to stop them. They were now up within about 10 yards. Then there was a bit of conflict because people were getting worried. There was a lot of people there, older people, kids there. People got their backs up at defensive, thought they were going to be attacked. That's what caused it. And Mick Barry is telling Pork, he's, he's lying through his teeth. That's what happened. No, well, that's, a bit, that's a bit strong. He may not and have seen what you saw. He on did his, see it. Well, unless he wasn't there. Well, unless we somebody threw it. a drone up in the sky, I guess we'll never know as to. Well, you know, there, was, was, I, there was someone up on the roof taking cameras. I'm sure that I'm sure that could be seen. Um, and, and do you believe that Cork says no to racism? Also, had people from outside of Cork come down because I know that your side did because it said that people yeah. came from Cavan, Clare, Monaghan, oh, and yeah, Northern absolutely. Ireland and Dublin. But there's nothing wrong with that because it's a national. This is a national issue. It's affecting people in every town and village in Ireland. So why aren't you up outside Leinster House? I suppose you should be happy. Well, we have been up inside Leinster House, you know, but this affects, this affects everybody, you know. You were well able you know? to chant yourselves, though. Would you accept that? Sorry, pardon? You were well able to chant yourselves. In what way? What chant? We were chanting Irish songs, if I can remember. I wasn't chanting anything disrespectful to anybody. Somebody was chanting pedo scum off our streets over and over again. Well... Pastab, Maybe, why would they even chant pedo scum? Well, the street? reason why they do that is because there was an Antifa crowd there with an Antifa flag and you might, what is known is that the founder of Antifa, Pat no. Corcoran... Oh, right, listen, I won't, I won't stray into... I know, hang on yeah. a second. I'm not yeah, going to stray yeah, into yeah, areas. Yeah. I'm so not sure what that, kind of hot water or molten lava that, we'll yeah, end up in. But That's where that comes from. Uh, all right, that's actually okay. on record, OK? okay. That's on record. No, okay. he's, he's well, you were well able to shout nonetheless. Did you have loud hailers, both-sided loud hailers, I suppose? Loudspeakers, is it? Yeah. Loud hailers. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, well, we had... Um, there was a kind of a PA system. And what, were, what was being shouted from your side? Uh, I, I, I don't remember anything we shouted from our side so you don't remember P- you don't remember hearing pedos come off well there might have been a bit, there might have been a bit there, but as I told you when, when, when they advanced up to the crowd up to us people got their backs up got defensive okay because okay. they thought they were going to be attacked to was, be the chil- was the children there? there was children there yeah yeah, yeah. I heard there was there. small Todd babies and buggies there was a couple of yeah, families there was families there 
a lot of older people. It was very, it was a, it was a great, it was a it was very relaxed, really. You know, we were talking about a lot of other issues too that are affecting Ireland. You know, people had chances to speak and different things. Very, most people are very, very respectable. There was no. You don't seem yeah. to have the lion's share of opinion if your numbers were vastly outnumbered, five hundred. I wouldn't think so. I think, look, from what I see, there was probably about the same amount of people on both sides. Maybe somewhere between two hundred and fifty, three hundred each. There about. Maybe there was a few more people on their side. But you know what, no, quantity is one thing, quality is another thing. All right, okay. Well, let me talk you know? to Marie. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you Thanks, taking the Steve. call. You were there, so was Marie. Marie, good morning. Morning, Neil. Okay, the absurdity of people from Cork demanding that more and more people be allowed into Ireland when we already have 11,000 homeless and 4,000 children homeless, which no one dares to discuss. I'd say you'd probably agree with a text like that, would you? Well, Neil, to be honest, like, I am a firm believer in, I am not racist and I am not, you know, against people, but I have a firm belief that we should look after our own first and what we have surplus, we can spread out and help people by all means, you know? As in build the modular homes for the Irish on housing and waiting lists. Build the modular homes for children who, well, I say children, 30 and 35-year-olds still in the box room with mammy and daddy. Of course. But they, they, like, why not look after our own first? What, what, what's the, the badness in that? Like, you know, like charity begins at home. And like I said, what we have left, of course, we're charitable people. We will help people. There's no denying that. Were you in any way at risk at that march? Do you think the people were at risk that the Gardaí had to divide both sides? Well, I wasn't at risk personally. But like I did see that it was getting out of hand. Now, I came to the Cox says no, okay? Now, from what I've seen, it was absolutely very hostile, and the hostility was coming from the other side. Now, I don't know if you've seen photographs, but if you do, you'll see that the Gardaí had a line, they had a cordoned off. Yes, I have that photograph in like, front of me, yeah. And guards are yeah, lying if, between if, both if sides. If the alleged far right are so far right, and they're so, you know, bad people and terrorists or whatever... Why wasn't the Gardaí lined up along then? Well, the, the Gardaí are, 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 have a line between both groups of pret- protesters. No, no, no. The Gardaí were lined up across them. They had nothing to do with the Cox says no. The Gardaí were lined up. The little photograph is there. I, I was standing there looking at it. No, I, I have to say, I have to say that the line of Gardaí that I have is a line right down the middle and either side of the guards there are people shouting at each other. So they're both sides. But that's when they came forward. Yeah. Oh, I, understand. That, I know that. They were resistant yeah. to it. So when there, was, when there was a gap between both and both were conducting their own rally separately, you're saying the Gardaí were only at the Cork says no to immigration group? The Gardaí were lined up across the, the counter-protest. The counter They had nothing to do with the Cork says no. Oh, so the Gardaí, the Gardaí were at the counter-protest, which would be the protest that would be saying that they're... For McBarry. Yeah, they as were in... Lined up, they had the whole line from one side of the wall across. It was all cordoned off. And why do, why, do you, why do you mention that, that the Gardaí were interested in the other rally? Why is that? Well, it's not that they were interested. It seemed to be that they were holding them back because they were the aggressors. Okay. The people for the cops said no were just walking around, listening to music, smiling. These people were just standing there. And might I add, a lot of them were young, very, very young kids, okay? And I mean in their 20s. And I tell you something, if I owned one of them, 
I would be so angry with McBally for subjecting my child to that because some of them just looked so sad. They, they were oblivious to what they were even there for. They had dog collars on their neck. They had, like, blue hair. I just, I, I just couldn't even explain it. The kids, had, just, the like, kids had dog collars. In their, in their 20s. You know, these, like, pokes, you know, uh-huh. that, that they were these chains and stuff. Oblivious, half them were oblivious to what they were even doing there. Yeah, but they... You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. They were just, like... But that's what I'm saying. It, it was seen to me, looking on, that that's what it was like, that they were maybe busting or whatever to counter-protest because mm. they didn't even know half of what they were there for. They were just, like, shouting. Of course, the question, should, the question also needs to be asked, um, why did the other side feel that they had to have a counter-protest um, an hour earlier, knowing that well, it would McBarry cause tension? McBarry went out before the protest. Like, the cops, there's no protest, was advertised long before Mick Barry went out, went to people's doors and said he was going to come to protest. Now, if the far right are so scary and so, you know, out for trouble, why would you need to come to protest? Mm. Would, you regard, yourself as, to would you regard yourself as far right? No. A concern, I, I count myself as a concerned mother. And even, what it, you know, recently, just when you were on there and you were saying that there was kids at the protest, I agree with kids being there because this is what it's for. This is for the next generation, the next kids. Like, to me, my life is over. I'm not doing or anything. But, like, I've had my life, and I've had a safe life and a happy life. But I dread because I don't even barely let my kids out. Mm, mm, mm. You know? And this is for them. So I agree with the kids being there, because we need to show the kids. We need to show the kids that they need to be standing up for themselves. You know? And, again, like I said... If the families are so bad, or people from Cox says no, why the hell, you know, like, why do they come to protest? And um, I've seen elderly people, there was an elderly woman came up to me, and she said, what's all this about? And I was saying, like, you know, that this is, you know, what it was. And she was listening to Nazi scum. There was girls there on the other side, lick, making a V with their fingers. And licking in between it. I can yeah. only guess what that That's is. That's a sexual gesture. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And there was hand gestures, you know? And for men, and I was like, oh my God. Like, such vulgarity I've never seen in my entire life okay. is actually sickening. And that's why I say, if I owned one of them, I would be looking for Miss Barry. For putting my child out there to be ridiculed, and for putting my child out there for. Oh, I, I just I couldn't really speak. I, I, I was just flabbergasted. Okay. He, he also advertised a rally on the 25th of March, which is a Saturday in the city. How do you think that's going to play out? Well, it can play out all at once because I don't imagine that Cox says no would have one on the same day because they're not, they're not interested. Oh, they in won't like be there, you're is. saying. They won't be there. Cox well, says no. Well, I imagine they won't be there. I, I, I personally won't be there. I'd rather they just go and have it somewhere else. Just be away from them, but don't you know? Maybe that's what they should do is have another one on the 25th, maybe, say, in another street or somewhere, okay, or another okay. side of the and, city, and, and, and when the counter has turned up. Do you, agree, do you agree with the label, and it's, again, the, in the newspapers again this morning, that you are part of an anti-immigration protest movement? No. You don't agree with that? I'm not. Yeah. I'm a concerned mother. Okay. And okay. I, have no, I have no issue with, you know, if, if they want to bring in people for protection... That's okay. Put okay. that in. Okay, thanks, Marie. Put them first.
know. Text 0868-104-106. Fergal standing by. Lots more besides text as well after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Cork's Red FM. Uh, the lads here, my gang, are telling me that there is more audio from Saturday, but the vast majority of it is not broadcastable because of the abusive, vile, foul language, uh, I'm assuming, from both sides. Um, others are alleging that at one stage that Mick Barry himself had a, a loud hole, a loud hailer or a loudspeaker and was also shouting um, I'm not going to go into the details of what people allege you were shouting, but that it did leave a lot to be desired and he was pushing the heat more than anyone else. Go see for yourself on YouTube. Everybody will see. Um, we have a long road in front of us now and the Irish people are lovely, calm people. Uh, but all this is not going to end well. Uh, your caller, Joanne, is right. Way too many people left in here. Surely we should look after our own first. What with the woman on air last week you had with cancer, they can't get a medical card. Yes, that was Ashling. But still, everyone coming here gets a medical card automatically. You tell me, how is that right? It's a disgrace, says Marie from Clonakilty. Um, I mean, talk to anybody that doesn't have a medical card and gets sick. And you know what it's like having to pay for doctor's visits and pay for, pay for prescriptions and... My God Almighty, they are very, very, very valuable documents to have, or indeed a very valuable card to have, a medical card. Back to the phone lines we go. Fergal, good morning. Hi, Neil. You, you call yourself, okay? you call, I can, yeah. You call yourself neutral. Okay, neutral. I am neutral, Neil. I am indeed. And I've been following protests for quite a while now as a neutral observer. And Neil, like, look, first of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come on. Mm-hmm. It's, this issue is not going away. In fact, it's snowballing, Neil. Up and down this country every weekend and weekdays now as well, we have people out active. Yeah, 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 but there's nobody, nobody was arrested on Saturday. Let's bear that in mind. There was no fists, no hands laid upon. Was there wasn't, there wasn't. But I'll tell you, there was a very, very vicious side. I mean, Antifa activists were there. Their flags were flying clear to sea. And they were baying, as somebody else kind of put it there a while ago on another call. They were actually baying and, you know, very, very intimidating towards the other side. The, the Cork says no side, we'd say, which were primarily, you know, a lot of them were families. There was buggies there. There was music. It was a much more festival, festive um, atmosphere as opposed to the other side where they were basically very, they were throwing stuff. I saw eggs flying past me. I actually approached them from the riverside as I, enter, as I entered and I had to walk all the way up through them. You did, because if you came across the Lee, the southern tributary, you would have come across into the rally of Cork says no to racism before you could Correct. have got up you to... Got it, you listen, got they, it. They, both of them say Cork says no, but they, they represent was, completely they, different. There was, there was, but there was a difference in the attitude, a difference in the intensity. I was very intimidated walking up through them. I mean, this was the middle of the day with guards and everything around. It was a very, very intense attitude. Because it was not a protest, it was a counter-protest. And some would yeah, say it was to drown out the message of the protest. It, 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 it did, Neil, but it was just... It, was, it wasn't drowning out, it was an ex- Extreme, an extreme aggressive um, assertiveness, a dominance, um, an unwillingness to accept any other perspective. The reality is that the other side, it has to happen quite soon. They have to be brought in from out in the cold, Neil. They have to be set down and they have to be spoken to. Their concerns need to be addressed because, as somebody said earlier, this is going to escalate. We have seen this around the world many times that when you escalate or when one side are segregated, they feel they're not being listened to, 
it always ends up in, 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 in a very, very bad situation. They have to be brought in. They have to be listened to. They, they, they feel they have a lot to say and they feel they're not being heard. If it fixes the problem, if there's a solution out of this, is it not worth trying? We have to, we have to, they have to be engaged with. Both sides have to be engaged with properly. And that's down to government and local leadership to bring both sides together for a meaningful, honest, open debate. And, and, and preferably in public. Do it in UCC, do it in some school where, there's, where people can attend and listen to both sides of the argument. That is the very best way. I, I'm sure you'll agree with that. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if they get a fair deal a lot of the time, um, particularly through the eyes of the media, because it's quite easy to throw racist or Nazi sympathisers are far right. I think actually using the term Nazi is so disrespectful to the Jewish community and what the Nazis actually did. But maybe that's for another day. However, both sides were well capable of shouting abuse at each other. Both sides. They were, Neil. And this is the thing. It's shouting now and it's getting worse. It's going to escalate. And that's very obvious. And we've seen it before. And and anybody who's looked at these issues will see clearly it goes one way. And we certainly don't want that. This is Cork, a place that is beautiful. I grew up here. And I have to say that... What's happening now is wrong. It's dividing the people of Cork and we need to stop this now peacefully and properly. Both sides need to come together and they have to sit down and talk it out. We have to do this before something really bad happens on the streets of Ireland. Thank you, Fergal. Thank you for that. Mick Barry should be ashamed of himself to be associated with anyone who would boo the national anthem as the first Irish group sang it and Sinn Féin representatives were standing in the front line. Um, one One side sang the national anthem uh, and the anti-immigration rally uh, booed it, they're saying. Uh, McBarry is not telling the truth about what went on on Saturday, or at least not all of it. The Cork says no rally was a peaceful one. Um, I know, you get confused. Both are saying Cork says no. One says Cork says no to racism, and the other side is saying Cork says no to more immigration when we need to look after the Irish first. Uh, if you want to see what happens, look at Derek Bly's YouTube video. It tells the truth. The Guardi were holding back the refugees are welcome here crew because they were so aggressive. They were throwing eggs. McBarry says he never saw that. A very dangerous TD. Um, more texts. Uh, don't give up my detail. I just say that a lot of people are not racist. It's just that a lot of people are angry that they have been on housing lists for years and are needing help. And these people have come in and are getting everything. This is why people are very angry and fed up about it. Also, the migrants coming in have no passports. We don't know where they are from. There are assaults and rapes going on all over the country with nothing being done about it. Can't talk on the radio. Just want to give my opinion. Well, just on a counterbalance to that, uh, spend some time, uh, if you will, uh, going through the court reports uh, as I do on a daily basis. Yes, you do see a, uh, an ever-increasing amount of people before the courts who clearly do not have indigenous Irish names. But they are not in any way, shape or form anywhere near the amount of Irish people who are still before the courts for the things that you accuse others coming in here of being guilty of, or indeed alleged. I I understand that it's an increasing number. Don't get me wrong. Um, I also can see that people have an issue with um, people coming, having destroyed their documentation on aircrafts and still being allowed into the country and accommodated and facilitated pending their hearing. Um, Mick Barry's position is promoting a secondary legal precedent while the order side of the while the order side of the argument, let's go on the Irish for the Irish, are standing on a primary law precedent. And okay, first time you hear of secondary legal and primary legal, but there you have it. Um, 
People were warned months ago that this divide among our citizens was going to happen. It has nothing to do with far-right groups or people being accused of being racist. It's about Irish families' concern for the future of their young children. Do you think it's right for a person to be on a housing list for 10 years or more with people coming into the country getting accommodation before them? The government is 100% at fault for creating the divide. You've often had people on your show living in cars, sitting rooms uh, and on the streets. Is that fair? Why didn't they build modular homes for Irish people? Uh, can't come on, but for once in my life, I agree with John O'Donovan. Politicians should hold their heads in shame, all of them. Anthony says they have left our country down. Uh, Mick Barry, take a look at the Echo. It's a 50-50 crowd. A picture tells a thousand words. He has effectively lost the vote of the Cork people. Uh, obscene things. There was one woman, part of Mick Barry's crew, with a big placard saying that her nether regions were open to all immigrants, walking around with a sign like that, and the eggs were thrown by the pro-immigration side, just to correct you, Neil. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Open to being corrected. I want to get things as accurate as I can, and we're back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 Cork's Red FM. Okay, take some more calls and texts on this uh, for now anyway. Uh, John, good morning. Morning, Neil. You were in town Saturday? Yeah, I was went to the town over the shop and okay. I heard all the screaming. All right, okay. I, so what, what did I you see? I went down to see what was going on. I see two sides. I see the Gaudi holding uh, back one side who were showing an awful lot of aggression. Now, there was uh, uh, little uh, pockets of aggression from uh, the other side, the, the side that says, says uh, 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 car concerned people. And... Uh, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't that heavy, and uh, because uh, uh, the crowd with the Antifa flags and and the Palestinian flags, uh, they were nearly up over the Gaudi's back. And to be quite honest, there wasn't enough Gaudi there for their own protection. There was twenty of them apparently. Would you say there was twenty or more? Yeah, there wasn't enough there for the for the, what you call this for their own protection against the hostility that was coming from the from the, from the, the aggressive the aggressive side. So, so you're saying what you saw was the anti-immigration protesters being held back by the Gardaí because of aggression. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the tin blue line had their back to them to keep them in. No, let, let, uh, me just be clear, let me just be clear about this because I, I want to be fair. Those that were being held back or aggressive moving forward were those that w- are welcoming of migration into Ireland and are shouting um, terms like uh, Nazi scum off our streets. So the, 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 the Gardaí were holding back the group that yeah. were Cork yeah. says Mick, no to racism. That's right. Mick, 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 Mick Barry is a Mick Newton. Mick, Mick Barry, okay. You saw yeah, that. No, to, to, I did, yeah. Well, it's amazing now, you know, that we have uh, we have a situation here where uh, Mick Nugent, uh is promoting uh, uh, the Good Friday Agreement, as we all do, and we were all very happy to it. Yeah, but he has no problem promoting uh, uh, the murder of Jews in the Middle East by the Palestinians with the flags and, and, uh, and honouring the flag that's been uh, shown at his rally in a cork battle. Mm-hmm. And that, that along with the Antifa flag. Uh, no, they were aggressive news. Yeah, but McNugent, McNugent, who was part of the rally against racism, um, talked down a guy who was from the other side and got very, very worked up, apparently, and talked him down to go back to his group outside the library. So... Uh, yeah, well, the, the, so there's the an example of potential aggression that he talked down. Yeah, well, I, I, the, the crowd that I saw were, were families. There, uh, there was 
there was grand models there. As a matter of fact, I spoke to one and he asked her for in, her input into it. And she said she's afraid of her life, she said, coming out. She said she don't know what she's going to meet on the streets. Um, and she said, like, there won't be enough guarding to protect us. As, as, as she said, as we're seeing uh, today. Well, I said, Look, but what is she actually it, saying there? She's saying that she's uh, afraid to come out because there are too many people that don't have white skin, is it? No, what, no. Like what's she saying? She's afraid, she's afraid to come out because there are undocumented people in the country that nobody knows nothing about. Now, we never had a problem with Ukrainians coming in. They were coming from a war. They're refugees. But when you have people that, that are illegal, who have made every attempt going to, to bypass our rules... But John, you're no, longer, but you're no longer an independent observer now because I've just heard you take a side, you see. No, I, no, I'm only telling you... I'm you're an honourable guy and a regular yeah. contributor. I really yeah. respect you. I, yeah. I'm only telling you what, what I saw. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and like, I watched the uh, programme the other night in Fu- Fu- was it Fujima Airport in Italy. Where, where two Iranians were arrested by Italian security for forged documents. Yeah, yeah. And where were they heading? They were heading to Dublin. Yeah. Didn't right? see that. So like, Didn't see that. No, well, you, you, you can't watch everything like, as I can well understand. But no, the, the aggression on our streets on Saturday was not something that I would like to be witnessing full time. And uh, the... The groups that are attending these to shout down uh, Irish people, who concerned Irish people, uh, by calling them Nazis and racists, uh, this has to stop mm. because it's, because it's going to end very badly. Mm. I, 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 I don't, I, look, I'm no Nazi. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Far, far from it. But I, I stood between both of them by where the Gardaí were to see exactly what was going on. And I, I saw what I saw with the crowd behind the Gardaí. And then I moved up to the other crowd who were chatting amongst themselves. And they were talking about different various things about Cork and about Ireland and blah, blah, blah. There was no way that they were going to choose Charles down and attack the Gardaí. Do you think that they should have been allowed to just exclusively hold their own rally rather than a counter-rally to happen an hour before well, them? Well, sure, look, where, this, is, this is where democracy is, is going to kick us all into bullies. You can do what you want, no, or you can say what you want. But then you end oh, up yeah. with two crowds trying to shout down each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, always going to, that's always going to happen. You see it as a soccer match. Both clubs are shouting down the other club. You know, but but like. But I'm sure you had mothers and grandmothers and kids on both sides. No, no. The only the only mothers and grandmothers that I saw were uh, at the uh, at the they were at the library door side. The ones that wanted to have a sing song, and they did start the sing song. And uh, but I had things to do then, and I had I had to move on. Mm. But uh, uh, it was it, it was uh, there was a lot of aggression uh, coming and uh, from the the welcoming side. Yeah, let me put it like that, like from Mick Nugent's and, and from uh, Mick Barry's. So. From the counter-demonstration, the yeah, Cork yeah, says and, no and, to and, racism. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, the only, yeah. and the only thing I hope, the only thing that will come out of this is we'll uh, be after seeing Mick, Mick Barry for, uh, for storing up trouble and that uh, next time he's up for what people will think twice, you know? Why do you say he stirred up trouble? But sure didn't he put leaflets in through doors telling people to come down to a... a, a counter-demonstration, counter right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's like, I mean... Uh, what, what, what was he going to do? Was he going to take out uh, your time on your programme? <laughs> well, he has announced another one on the 25th, right? Yeah. Cork yeah. says no to racism, action on housing. Yeah. 
So yeah, but maybe yeah, but maybe maybe by then the Gaudi will be after having a word with them and ask them to uh, behave themselves, you know. Okay. And to, and to think of the greater good of the Cork okay. people. Okay. Okay. All right. As always, thanks, John. Sarah. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? You were happened to be walking around town Saturday, was it? You weren't at yeah. it, but we're in town. Exactly. So myself and my partner just decided to go in and have a walk around town with our baby. And we were walking down Tucky Street and we could hear all this commotion. So we walked towards, they passed Tillamley's, excuse me, towards the library. And I was just shocked because I, I suppose... I'm quite open to all different types of look whatever people are into or whatever they want to do with their own business I don't get involved and but just to see that the guards that were on the opposite side say not the Irish side the opposite side and they were literally like barricading but they're all the Irish back. they're all Irish yeah. what do you say the Irish they, side and the opposite they're all Irish people a lot of them are Cork people they were, and you could absolutely see that. Like, I, I was even saying to my partner, she's on the other side that they're pretending, you know, that they were protesting about. You could see they clearly were. There was no non-national people there at it. Um, but it was just quite weird that the guards, it was almost like, I kind of said to them, it was like something in a soccer match, the way they went from the toilet, the guards, down and then over by the GoPro crews, all in front of the other side. And then on the other side where there was the other side, there was no one there absolutely no one but what shocked me about the Irish side was that like seeing kids you know and this was supposed to be their family day out seven, eight, nine holding placards chanting um, mothers and fathers I suppose this is the way they're brought up it's just not right it's not right for kids not to have their own voice to be you know to be bred into that and then you could also see when we were standing back you could see people standing behind us waiting for something to kick off there was that type of a crowd behind us. They were waiting to get involved, waiting for a fight as well also. So that okay. was quite scary. Okay. So we kind of didn't hang around too long. But when we were there, I mean, it was. You could hear, you never beat the Irish through the Tanai. And you could hear them on the other side shouting their chant. But it just wasn't nice, the vibe that was going on inside there. It was more. There was more than what was going on. Uh, hostility then. It was hostile. Yeah, and like... It was real. I kind of said to my partner, it was kind of like a battle. Like they were going to battles. Like you could see it. Like some people were getting seriously aggressive in the flags. And it was, I was quite shocked. A lot of women, you know, in their banners and their flags and wearing their green. And there was a lot of kids. I don't know what they kind of mid teens to early 20s. And they were wearing kind of green jackets and stuff. But they part of So this would have been on the anti immigration side as opposed to yeah. the Cox says no to racism side. You would have yeah, seen the think, Irish flag and the tricolour and our own yeah, and, like, and things. Exactly, and then these kids were in green coats, and they were obviously part of something. We did we, like it d- didn't have a name on it or anything. We couldn't see. You what believe they that were part children of. are being used in that regard? Do you? I just think for the greater good, kids should have a, their own voice, especially what's going on in this day and age. Growing up, it's hard for them on a normal day. Never mind they're being dragged into town by their parents and being made to chant these things. You know that could affect them in later years. You know, it's it's just not right. I mean, you're supposed to be able, like the man before me there, went into town to go shopping on a Saturday. That's what people do. You go into town to enjoy, like we enjoy having a cup of coffee, strolling around, you know, enjoying our city. Why not? But when you see things like that, why would you draw yourself into the city? Why, why would you go in? Mm. You know, it's it's not nice on a normal day when you see God love them all, the homeless people, all the people, the drugs and things like that. These protests and counter protests are happening all across Europe. You're aware of that. It's Absolutely. not anything exclusively Cork or Dublin. No, because my partner said he travels quite a lot to work and he said he was in Dublin quite recently and he said the one in Dublin was scary. He said that was scary, the one that was up there. It was just so aggressive, way worse than the one down here. But 
I suppose, I know people all want to have their own voice, like we do on your show. Everybody wants to speak, everybody wants to know, but I just think there's bigger things going on in the world these days than shouting on the side of the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, be- a, better, a better way of being heard, you mean, because there are many listening to this who are in fear for their sons and daughters and their futures in Ireland, their ability Absolutely. to get a home or a job or somewhere to rear or their uh, health system or education system when they have children, whether it's going to be, uh, I mean, it's chaotic as it is, but an awful lot worse. So they're, they're, reasonable, they're reasonable worries at the same time without calling them Nazis, surely be to God. Absolutely, because I mean, we have two teenage sons as well as a baby and we were even discussing that way we left and walking around town. Like we know that our kids are not going to be in Ireland getting jobs. It's a known fact. You know, everybody's going to emigrate more or less because there's, no, there's nothing here for people anymore. And then if you go into your own city where you're trying to work and survive and live and that's what you see there's not much for reason. people to have hope yeah, there's not hope. there's not I mean the town has got like town has got so desolate and dirty and it's not a nice vibe anymore that you you know I remember walking into town with my granda years ago and you'd go on the Saturday and you'd get an ice cream and you know you'd be fine to walk around town but just not anymore it's not safe anymore yeah yeah but and that I hasn't been I mean I could spend all morning chatting to you obviously but that has nothing to do with people surely who have come in from overseas I mean that's drugs that were no, brought in from no, overseas and, and primarily it's, it's terrible absolutely I mean there's people these people that are fleeing the countries to try and find a better life and you see them with their kids and they have one suitcase and that's what they have to live and then you're in your home and all the lovely things that your kids have and you're providing for them I mean they're starting from scratch again I don't understand why they should be shamed for that for coming into our country and you know trying to provide a life and so what if they're, you know, eventually their kids might bring something to our, our country or without our country, doubt. you yeah. know? Yeah, without a I doubt. I mean, th- there's something for everybody, but I just thought, I mean, I personally, I mean, it was just not a nice vibe. And I think in turn, those kids that were there, I feel that they, no, that's just me and my personal opinion, that they could bring something to our county. I mean, they could be the next voice that could do something for us or do something better and why can't we give people a chance to speak but not in that type of a way okay thank you for that thank you sarah thank you john one quick text can't come on i'm one of the few still working (laughs) working fair play the city and our city center is gone i witnessed heroin addicts and drunks fighting down on winthrop street last week wasn't a guard in sight. The city centre's run down, derelict and an eyesore. The trouble Saturday is simply keeping in line with what our, what our city has become. We need to take off our rose-tinted glasses and see it for what it is. I despair now at what our city has become. And I'm sorry to say this, but we have a huge population now of people who would cause trouble looking in the mirror. They're just looking for trouble. There is an edge to Cork that I have never felt before, says Trevor by text to 0868104106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. 104 to 106. Red FM. This is the Neil Frienderville Show. Okay, back to calls in a couple of minutes time in Texas. Well, can I remind you Offbeat Donuts. It's Monday. We have 60 donuts, five boxes of fresh donuts going to a business on Leaside. So you need to uh, text or WhatsApp 0868 104 106. Tell us who you are and where you are. And most importantly, why you and your colleagues deserve this Monday treat to kickstart the work 
week for you. Tell us why you deserve it more than anybody else. Text or WhatsApp 086 106 and the Red Patrollers will deliver five boxes, 60 donuts, courtesy of ourselves and offbeat donuts, creating circles of obsession and making moments of magic. What are we going to send you? Well, red velvet and toffee crisp and peanut butter cup and hazelnut and salted caramel and the classic glazed and many more. Every single kind of donut they make will be in those boxes from their offbeat donut store on French Church Street. Okay, we get stuck into that one. Uh, also, I know there was a, a lot of rumour recently about another season of The Young Offenders. Not only is there going to be what they call the last ever season of Young Offenders filmed here on Leaside, uh, but you also could have a chance to audition for a role. And they're saying you need to upload your audition tape and wait for the call. I see it. Uh, Where did I get this from? I think it was, I think it was Cork Bio. Um, the audition process is open now for wannabe TV stars, stars. You need to get your audition tapes in before the closing date, which is this Friday, March the 10th. So you don't have much time. As to where you send them, I have no idea. Um, I'm quite sure I could find it for you, but I imagine it must be um, something to do with the with the BBC. Uh, but the hit show comedy set on Leaside is going into production in the early summer. Uh, I think we leaked uh, we leaked the front page of uh, one of the Young Offenders scripts over the weekend. I think. Uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. So um, anyway, it's legit. But if I can find out where you're to send, you know, a role in The Young Offenders, a part in The Young Offenders, a speaking part, a walk-on part, I have no idea. We'll find out where you need to send your audition tapes and you can bang it off yourself. Anyway, text 86 I might have updates as well with regards to Jackie's dad's 4,000 euro electricity bill. I may not get to this today. It could well be tomorrow. But she got in touch last week and was very upset. I mean, her dad is on antidepressants for the last two weeks. He's not sleeping and he's crying all the time. He's an elderly man and got a 4,000 euro uh, bill um, at the back end of last week uh, from uh, Borgosh. And there is no way that he did that kind of uh, electricity. Borgosh have told us that they now must liaise with uh, Electric Ireland, with the, sorry, with the ESB networks to work out how accurate the bill was and they will take action after that. So I will have an update on that. We got involved in that conversation with uh, Board Gosh on behalf of Jackie and I think it's going to pay off. I think it's going to make a difference and that um, hopefully, fingers crossed, that bill is inaccurate and will not need to be paid. Um, for your own chance to appear alongside Connor and Jock, um, you can get further details in the casting, sex- casting section of theyoungoffenders.com. Thank you for that. So it's... Uh, www.theyoungoffenders.com if you yourself might like to uh, have an opportunity to star in the upcoming series. Uh, back after the break, we've got calls, texts and emails on the way. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 Red FM. Sarah was saying in her walk around town that it was horrendous to witness the tension or the hostility. There were balaclavas on both sides, people looking like they were only waiting to fight and shocked at the amount of children on the Cork says no to racism side, holding signs and placard, placards and things they didn't understand why drag innocent children into this. Actually, I think um, uh, that could have been said about about both sides, really, couldn't it? If there were children, um, maybe children, I don't know, at what age you could bring a child to a, a rally. You would think that they should be able to go at any rally, but if it turns hostile and there's guardie involved, of course, trying to keep both sides apart, then it's not an ideal place to have small little children or babies and buggies or what have you. But enough of me. Um, back to the phone lines we go. Catherine, good morning. 
Hello. Uh, how you doing? Were you were you there? I am. I'm here. No, but were you were you at the rally? Oh, <laughs> I was. I was at the rally. Yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. Sorry okay. about that. And do you mind me asking? Did you take a side because there were clearly two I, different yes, sides? Yes, I, I will. I'm. I'm. Um, I'm all about balance. And um, and if you want that, my honest opinion, I'm against open borders. I'm not against immigration as such, but I'm I'm against the way it's being managed by the government. Mm-hmm. And, what do you mean by open borders? Um, what, what does that um, actually where, mean? Basically where people are allowed in with no documentations and no passports. Yeah, a lot of people are alarmed at that. You're not solely exclusively bothered by that. A lot of people wonder how in the name of God anybody can get into a country without documentation. But anyway. And my partner is an immigrant. So just so I, ha- I have a balanced... I believe I have a balanced perspective on this. Yeah. But I yeah. think that the balance... The, government the problem, the problem with the uh, international protection orders is all too often it's proven that they're coming from countries that are not deemed to be countries where there is war or aggression or oppression, you see. That's why people are wondering why they're coming here in the first place, yeah? Exactly. And then the other thing is we have record house prices, record rent prices and record homelessness. And then you, then you have this open borders on top of that. Yeah, but that has absolutely nothing in the whole wide world to do with people who are genuinely coming here as refugees more or asylum seekers from countries that absolutely. that can no longer support oh, them economically, them religiously, uh, sexual aggression-wise, or their beliefs. So they have to leave those countries. Yeah, they have to find totally sanctuary. San- isn't that the absolutely. word? Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah. Somebody that deserves to be here absolutely should be here. Yeah. No matter where they're from, what the colour of their skin is, uh, if they're being prosecuted and if it's proven that being prosecuted and there is there is a framework to go through all that to prove that, I would 100% support but genuine the, refugees. But the rally outside even, Cork City yeah. Library was going yeah. further than that. If they're saying, how's the Irish, not the world? If they're saying, end the plantation, strikes me they've got a problem with anybody coming into the country. Well, actually, I wouldn't agree with you there. Okay. And um, okay. I can only talk for myself here. And I think a lot of a lot of the people that were at that rally are would be balanced, and they 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 were again they would be the viewpoint that if somebody deserves to be left into the country, absolutely leave them in. But that 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 is not what's happening. Where where there's there's no passports, there's no documentation, and as you said already, they're coming from areas where there aren't war zones. And I think that's one of the main problems. That, that we that we're opposed what if to. What if they're what if they're economic migrants and they have no criminal background whatsoever and they're desperate to come here to get a job? Again, it, proper processes. Again, if the I'm, I'm not I'm not, sure, I'm not sure about that now, but I think our main issue is uh, people coming in with no passports and number one, and then and then they're not coming from they're not fleeing wars and not fleeing persecution. Do we not have tens of thousands, tens and tens and tens of thousands of Irish who did the same in America? They went over on holiday visas, they went over pretending to be over for a fortnight and they stayed on and were there illegally? Um, well, okay, in some cases that might have happened, but, um, but, like in, but in a lot of cases there was vetting procedures done of them too. I mean, there's absolutely no vetting procedures here. Well, they um, did have a passport over. when they landed, yeah, they would have done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, one of my main contentions is there's no passport, uh, no documentation. You don't know where the person is coming from, what they've done before. You know nothing about them. And it it just makes me feel very unsafe. I mean, I grew up in Cork. I'm in Cork most of my life. And and you just know who you're dealing with now. Um, That's that's kind of one of the main um, issues that... Uh, that I yeah, no, you, no, you, no, you don't. But there's there's plenty of Irish scumbags go around on the streets of Cork. I can tell you. I agree with that too. 
um, but we don't want to be adding even more onto them. I mean, just I mean, there's no, I can't see anything wrong with you know somebody checking a person's document and 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 you know having a passport that you need a passport to come in to, to a country or a document. I can't see anything wrong with that. You know, seriously, can't. Okay, so was there confrontation on Saturday, in your opinion? And if so, was it from both sides? Well, okay. Well, I suppose the main point, and all the callers have. Um, so I'm a bit nervous here now too. You're grand, you're doing I fine. Be, I mightn't be uh, expressing myself properly here. I suppose all the callers have already addressed it, and I suppose the main thing is that the other uh, protests, um, Cox's Note to Racism, the McBarry crowd, they were down in the monument when I first arrived, and about an hour later they were right up to the library, very very close to us. Okay. When they were down by the monument, I didn't feel a sense of uh, hostility as such. I didn't feel scared, rather. But they, when, they, when they were left come the whole way up to the library, that's when things got very scary. And that was the reason why the extra guards were brought in. And then they were basically, the guards were literally barricading them from moving any forward. As in physically further. stopping them? Um, yeah, I mean, they literally were, the guards were, when they brought in the extra guards, there was, there was no gap between the guards. It was a solid line of guards, and right behind the guards was the Cox's note to racism, the McBarry Crush. Yeah, there so was they the did the moving. They came towards yes, the other protest. On that, yeah. Um, the guards yeah, eventually yeah. stopped them, brought in reinforcements. Do you yeah. think the guards should have kept them at their distance earlier? Perhaps, yeah, but I have to say, overall, I have to praise the guards. Um, and I feel sympathy for them because um, they would have to have um, constant roaring in their ears non-stop the whole several hours non-stop it was, it was incessant Yeah. so uh, I would have to praise the guards for that and at one stage I needed to get something in my car which was in the car park that was actually across the monument and <laughs> I, was, I had to know this was before they moved forward they were down near the monument at this stage but they were up near the, 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 I had to go through some of them to get to the car park and I had to go and ask the guard first, and this is no word of a lie. I said, is it okay for me to go into that car park there? Because I'm actually scared, uh, because I'm not on their side. Mm. And the guard was very nice to me, and he said to me, no, there's no problem. So I went in there. I was worried, all right, in case some of them would follow me and know where my car was, because there, there is anti But, there, the anti but you're like, like, they're not those type of people. They're not going to follow you. They're not going to... I mean, they might, they might, actually, they might uh, shout or chant at a group, but they're not going to target an individual. Well, I tell you what, no, hours later, hours later, uh, um, Neil, um, which was like, it was when the pro, every, uh, both, every, the whole place was cleared at this stage, and we were parked on the other side of the city. We had, we had moved our car from the car park, and we were getting out of the car, and then there was this anti fire flag bearer, a couple of them, passing by, and the next minute they roared at a fascist scum off our streets. And I said nothing, I was shocked, I was scared. And I, I, that actually really bothered me, and that's not no word of a lie now. And that that was an example for me of the hostility that was coming from from the McBarry crowd the whole day. I mean, I I was I'm telling you the truth now. I was genuinely scared. I have never in my life felt shocked like that in Cork City. Never ever. It was it was unreal, and it was the hostility was definitely coming from them. The fact that they moved forward so far okay. right up to us that's proof in itself. And, not, and none of this was reported on any media. That's the other thing. What do you mean by that? None, the Echo carried well, it this morning. The Echo, they the say, Irish Examiner, none of them spoke about the, that they're moving en masse right up to the, from the monument to the library. And I know to you now, it might, might seem a big distance, but if you're down there on the ground, it is, believe me, it is. 
Once they moved up that library, it was scary. As in Cork says no to racism were the instigators of uh, the tension by moving upwards in an aggressive manner, you're saying. Whereas the the headline says racist message of hate and division not welcoming Cork. That's the headline. I know, which is kind of ironic in some ways, like, because um, they were telling us to, 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 to get off our streets, like, get off our own streets. They're not very welcoming to us anyway, that's for sure. And were you called a fascist? I was. I was later on the street, personally, because I was a staff attending of that. I was later, I'd moved the car, the whole thing was over, and next to it, there was a couple of them with the anti-fa flag flying around, and they roared at me, fascist scum, off our streets. That was me and my partner, just the two of us on our own. Mm. And the protests were over at this stage. Mm. This was several hours later. And why were you there? Why, what do you mean? Why did you go there? Why did you go to the rally? Because I'm concerned for what's happening to the country. I, uh, I have genuine concern for, for, for this country, what's, going, what's happening. And particularly this, these are, the, that they're being allowed in with no documents. Okay. I, I just can't believe that that's happening. Mm. That's why. That's the main thing. Okay, no nice reason. one. Okay, are you going to go and, to and the one on the side? I want to say to you too, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There were people of colour and there were immigrants on our side. That wasn't on any media either. And you would actually be surprised if we go to go around and survey some of these people, these immigrants, you know, that came in legally, that showed their documents. You'd be surprised the number of them that would not agree with open borders. Okay. Okay, and there is a protest on the 25th. I'd say you'll probably steer well clear of that, will you? I probably will actually. On the basis of what you witnessed on Saturday. I would, yeah, because yeah. I tell you what, I'm afraid. I okay. was, I was, yeah. I'm afraid. Okay. I'll be honest with you, know, I'm afraid. Okay. That, that, it took bravery, no, on my part to withstand that. That's the honest with God. Okay, me. thanks for taking the call this morning, Catherine. Uh, Shannon, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Uh, again, were you at the protest? The rallies? Okay. On which side, if one had to pick a side in the first place, were you there? I am on the side of the gov. Um, I was on the anti-open um, border policy. Okay, so it's, it's just astonishing, but an awful lot more callers this morning from the, um, as you call it, the anti-open border side um, than yeah. than those who are there. As Cork says, no to racism. And not I'm hearing exactly those voices as much this morning. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, do you know why that is, Neil? I don't know. They were paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Barry and Sinn Féin sent out the call to get whoever it was that they could to cover their faces, mask up and get aggressive. And where did you ever see that with any kind of connection to Sinn Féin? Come out, cover your faces. Well, I've never actually seen it. Well, don't you realise how daft it sounds then if you've never seen it? Because it's prob- seen as in on Saturday, all the people that were on the other side were masked up, most of them. And of the others that weren't masked up, they just they, they just didn't they looked like they were after being lowered in there, God loved them. Like And when and on what basis were they no hang on a second. Firstly it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't something that was started by Sinn Fein. McBarry isn't even a member of the Sinn Fein party. No, but it's McNugent who is also there. Yeah, but he's a local councillor, he's entitled to be there, but I don't know of any is, call yeah, that went out from Sinn Fein. It, it, it just go, it just goes to show that that's the side that they're standing on. They're okay. standing on an aggressive side with an anti-fascist flag hanging above their heads, which are known terrorist organisations. And how do you know that people were paid? Is that just another wild accusation? I'd imagine it's a rent the mob. Yeah, but people were not paid to come to Cork to be part of it, is what I'm saying to you. you well, I'd imagine their jobs, whatever it is, they're probably linked to these politicians, the councillors, the parties, their members. 
and the call went out to drag them all into court. So you don't think that, do you not think that there was a, a, a high proportion of people who were there um, were part of a rally? Now, I accept that one rally was to happen and then a counter rally started before it by the Cork says no to racism rally. They, you know, that, yeah. that didn't help matters. Things kicked off. If there'd only been one, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, how low they're willing to go. They wanted to stifle our voices. No, but they're do you not think that there were also genuine, no, but, but that there were genuine people who are part of the Cork says no to racism because they want people to feel welcome here, whether they are coming to oh, seek asylum, I, refugee or fleeing war. They genuinely I, want to welcome people. I, I get that, and I'd say that those people were the small minority in that group. Okay. I'd imagine that's why their crowd trickled down to what it was when we arrived, because those family people that are actually wanting to be welcoming, and they're concerned, they have actual concerns probably about our side, thinking that we are maybe a bit racist. But they are the small minority in that, and the second that we arrived on the Grand Parade, all of those family people and kids and all the rest that were on their side all whittled away and we were left with the aggressive ones. And was it that stage then when eggs were thrown at women and children, is it? Is that what you're saying? Oh, there was multiple eggs being thrown. And how do you know that wasn't just another shower that just turned out to cause trouble? Well, we had a big gang of them. This was at the point where the guards were after walking them up to right behind our crowd and they were literally just like a guard a line just in between us all there was no more gap the gap was after being taken away because they walked right up to the back of us and the eggs came from so part of the rally the, the eggs came from behind the guards side of the, the other side of the ledges say more towards um, the peace park you know I'm saying you're saying that they were thrown by people who were part of the Cork says no to racism rally or, yeah, I'd say they were. Like, a few okay. of them kind of made their way into the crowd and stuff as well and started kind of just making comments and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're, a, they're quite a, the aggressive a, bunch, like. They, the other side. People would always say yeah, it's the other side's really fault, though. aggressive. Like, we'd, we were all just kind of standing there laughing, smiling, kind of like looking at the desperation, basically, of people before profit to have to try and do this, to try and stifle our voices just purely for being concerned. Mm. Do you think that people like your good self who would have a different message to Cork says no to racism will turn up for their rally on the 25th? I wouldn't dream of going near one of their rallies. Okay. I'm not I'm not an actual like they give us the label of fascists. I'm not an actual fascist. They can have their voice. They can have their say. But why is it I can't have mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my only issue. Why can't we have our say if we're being stifled by every mainstream outlet? You're the only one that's allowing half of us to come on and actually have a chat. You were shouted down by people saying reject hate, reject fear, refugees are welcome here and things like that. Oh yeah, Nazi scum off our streets. It all got shouted at me. Like, if you go on to Derek's YouTube video, I actually had a little speech at one hour and 20 minutes in, and you can have a little listen through that. It's purely coming from a place of concern where I stand. It's extremely dangerous, the game that this government are playing. Mm. They're letting insane amounts of illegals in. Like, I'm okay with refugees, people that need to seek refuge in this country. It's fine. 
Like this is a neutral zone. It should be classed as a safe place like for anyone. It is. And, and, and the more years that buy, the more people integrate into this country. And you know, we need them. Or like our colleges need them. Or... You know, we need students from overseas. Uh, we need them for the employment. We need them to work here, yeah. to rear children here and to support because we need a taxation base that will be able to uh, thrive and continue. Um, so on that basis, the CSO is showing more and more people coming into this country. So much so, somebody said to me at the weekend, uh, I don't know what you go on about. In, in Galway City now, the most popular name for baby boys is Muhammad. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go and check that because I thought it was one of these things that people say. But but clearly it is true. The CSO have released the most popular names for babies chosen by parents in Galway. And in Galway City, the most popular name for baby boys is Muhammad. Um, Now, you know, if if you look nationally, names are different like Jack and Noah and James and Fia and Sophie and Lily. But isn't that interesting that in Galway City now, the number one popular name for a baby boy is Muhammad. Doesn't that show how Ireland is changing? Exactly, it does show how Ireland is changing, and like what. But I, but I smile, but I smile when I hear that. But does that make you worried? It makes me a bit worried. I have to say, like our birth rate is dropping in the country. Our Our death rate is gone. Our birth rate is dropping in the country. Like this is happening at replacement levels now. Like we're looking at, like maybe no actual Irish people in Ireland, like in the next what, like hundred years. But the people who come here will have children who are Irish. They'll always be Irish people. We're we like we're 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 Irish, but we're from somewhere so, else. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, if you go back far enough, I think my people are from France. For God's sake, if you went back far enough, you'd find that they weren't Irish at all. Yeah, but we like you can't just say that it just belongs to everyone. You like that's that's a that's a ridiculous statement. But like, why it really can't is. it belong to everybody? If they come here to work, I, I understand. Listen, because this government are incompetent. They they have lost control of the health service. They've lost control of the housing crisis. It's absolutely insane what they're doing anymore at the moment. We cannot take in anymore. Our country is about to collapse with the people we have in it. Like it's grand saying we can leave everyone in. We can do this. We can do that. Look, I know. I have a house. I have a house. I have a job. I have no skin in that game. I understand the frustration of people. I'm not stupid. But it's turning your... It's Yeah, yeah. It's insane what they're doing. It's not at all fair to anyone who's on the bottom level of society. Everyone is struggling down here. Were a politician to walk in the shoes of somebody who's a member of their constituency or a person that might listen to this radio program, were they to do that for a day or a week or a month, um, they certainly would look at things exactly. differently they, than you think. They start understanding why our mental health services has an endless list of people now waiting to get seen. Okay, okay. That is why people have had enough. We can't do it anymore. We're broken from them. Thanks, Shannon. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. The Neil Brenderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. Okay, um, it's amazing when you have a live radio program, the directions it can take. Uh, I say that because I had intended to do other things as well this morning, but if you're getting quite an amount of calls, then people have a, a deserving um, right to have their voices heard. But how and ever, we also have some great giveaways this weekend. 
and uh, we've teamed up with Shirley's Beauty and Laser Clinic. I love this. And this week, I want you to share your tattoo stories. I know, talking about other matters like this. Uh, but if, for instance, you've had a tattoo, um, uh, now, the, knowing the, the way my mind works, I, I, I would just like to talk to people all week who have a tattoo that they regret I want to get rid of. But there's a lot of other things behind getting a tattoo. So you could have the funny stories, the cringeworthy stories, the painful ones, the sweet, what tattoo you got and why. But also, those of you that got a tattoo and regretted it, those of you that got a tattoo and don't remember getting it and then regretted it, those of you who are looking to get rid of a tattoo, because at the end of the day, this is a 400 euro tattoo removal voucher every day this week. If you want to get rid of unwanted ink, then Shirley's Beauty and Laser Clinic remove all tattoos, all colours from anywhere in the body, including eyebrow tattoos, which are quite interesting when you think of it, um, getting a tattoo through the eyebrow. But now I'm seeing other body parts with tattoos. I don't want to do that. So anyway, Shirley's Beauty and Laser Clinic have given us 400 euro vouchers every day this week towards tattoo removal. So it's up to you guys to share your tattoo stories, the good, the bad, the welcome and the unwanted. Text 0868104106 on that one. And also, if you have a story to share on it, email neil at redfm.ie. Further details from shirleysbeautyclinic.com for more. Many texts, actually. Can I just read one or two of them? Can't come on, but it seems to me these different groups should be directing all of their hate and anger towards the government and not to each other. All the while we fight amongst ourselves, it's keeping the heat off politicians who've created this mess in the first place. Divide and conquer is at play, and we are playing into their hands. Another one, can you please ask your radio guests to name these so-called far-right groups? It seems that anyone who shows any patriotic vitriol is now classified as a far-right racist these days. And I do have a contribution from somebody who I imagine was part of the Cork Says No to Racism side of Saturday's rally. Um, Hi, folks. The woman who was speaking to you, I missed her name, is not telling the full truth. Firstly, there were at least a couple of Irish flags on our side. The main point is that the housing crisis is not caused by immigrants. There are 11,500 people on the housing list, but nearly 170,000 vacant homes. We could house everyone overnight and still have well over 155,000 vacant homes to spare. But the group organising this rally... Ireland first, don't actually care about the homeless. They are purely anti-immigrant. And the National Party, who they organised the rally with, have Ireland is for the Irish banners. That says it all. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106 to the phone lines. And how much more I get in this side of of midday. Uh, But Josephine, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. uh, You're overseas, aren't you? I am. I'm over in Sweden, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we did speak on, I think, probably this topic before, because you've seen a big... No, we spoke about the, um, we spoke about the lockdowns and stuff, if you remember back. That's what, um, listen, that's yeah, another story yeah. for another day, because, you know, we now know an awful lot that we didn't know, but boy, know, that, that but story is really unraveling. It, yeah. It's really unraveling, isn't it? Isn't it? 
isn't it? And I told you then, Neil, I told you then, I, I wish, I, I really wish with all my heart that I wasn't saying this to you today. I wish that I had been wrong. But I said that to you back then, that what they did in Ireland, and I know they've done it in other parts of the world, but we'll only speak about our own country. Um, and yes. then I can speak about Sweden because I've experienced it. Well, I know that um, you see, well, listen, I know that we're off topic a little bit, but you're aware of the carry-on. Yeah. You know the UK. I mean, that's like, sorry. Oh yeah, without a doubt, and 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 Matt Hancock and shame on him. But, you I know, want I to scare to the pants. I want her. to scare the pants off the people, and it's bizarre. Then uh-huh. it's bizarre then that we're being told, oh, to the old and the elderly and the vulnerable, you need to come out of isolation now and don't be afraid. When they scare mm-hmm. them. How dare they? How dare they? And I have personal knowledge of people in that position, um, Neil, who were absolutely terrified by the likes of Michal Martin and Leo, Leo Varadkar. Ah, yeah, but no, um, fairness, Harrison, people, people, it was all about no, trying to keep No, they had no alive. excuse. Oh, no, it wasn't okay. because, Neil, at the time, I remember being speaking to you and I was after coming over here during the lockdown and I was stunned at the children playing in the schoolyard not a mask to be seen none of them ever wore one schools never closed the swimming pool which is only over the road from me here was wide open and they were all going in swimming that took me off my feet completely yeah, okay. I saw a completely different world to what I saw at home and the death rate was far better yeah, so that's another story yeah, yeah. so today I, I, I suppose I'm, I'm coming in on what's, what you've been speaking out already about this morning and I suppose, Neil, I have huge concerns for what's going on in Ireland. Now, I don't ever believe in having to justify um, anything that I say, but I will, I will, um, I suppose, start with saying that this is not about, and I don't know how many other people have said this, this is not about the genuine refugees, and we know they're there. We know they're there. And, you know, people that are fleeing war, or whatever is happening for them in that manner, of course we're going to open our hearts to them. However, once that door was open, there was a massive big group, and still are, of undocumented single men that are fleeing from countries that are not at war. And they're coming into Ireland because, and, you know, if you, if you were to keep an eye on what's going on out there um, in, in, in social media, um, you'll see that, you know, the talk now is that you'll be well looked after in Ireland. Now, that is because our government put word out there in a couple of different languages, I believe, to encourage people over to Ireland. Nah, no, no, a second. Whoever, oh, no, it's not, it's whoever not true. sent it's, out it's, it is, word across no, the world. No, it is true. It is true, Neil. And if you want to put me down, you can do that, but don't do it until you've done the research. That's what I would agree If you're an undocumented person who's going to tear up your mm-hmm. passport on a plane, mm-hmm. you'll still get mm-hmm. into Ireland and you're welcome. And they are. And no, the no, reason no, no, they are is that... because once they arrive... Yeah, when, and, and that's why they're coming. They know that there's a free ticket in Ireland. Oh, yeah, but that, but that message that. was not sent out. Oh, and not that come and tear up your, your, your papers. Yeah. They were invited to come to Ireland. Not just Ukrainian people, Neil. Not just. We have people coming in from Georgia. There's nothing going on there. What's, what, what's that about? Yeah, but that's, that's here, the online world. No, that's no, the online okay. world we live in. It's, you see, some will do it and others will see it. Because we're not in a country that can afford it. That's the difference. I mean, I'm, I'm over here with a heart condition. And I'm being looked after over here that I couldn't be looked after at home. Now, 
I've had other things that I've had looked after over here that I would be on waiting lists mm. for a very long time to have all of that done. Now that that's that's my story, and I'm I'm just saying to you that we know that I'm not the only one. There are hundreds of people, thousands, thousands, young children living in pain, elderly people that will be left to die in pain without hip operations, and look at the people going on the buses up the north to have cataracts done. And we're opening the borders to every Tom, Dick and Harry that we can't afford to keep. On top of that, Neil, About 10,000. About 10,000 international protection orders. We can't afford them. We can't afford them. Maybe a little and I'm higher over now. Here I mean. in, I'm over here in, in, in Sweden and I've seen them to do the very same thing. Now, they got a new government in. And just about two weeks ago, one of their government ministers stood up and spoke directly to Ireland. And I saw this happening, my son. And she said, he's asking Ireland not to make the same mistakes. What mistake was made? What was made? What happened? Too many people undocumented left in here, Neil. I'm in a very, very quiet little um, town. And when I came here first, it was really quiet. We've since, in very close proximity to me, have had two shootings dead amongst immigrants. We've had um, rapes. Um, now, the next story I'm going to tell you is not yeah, happening uh, in my vicinity. Yeah, yeah, we like, had a like, nine-year-old little girl who was stabbed in the stomach just last week and across her throat, and her grandmother was attacked as well. These are all from undocumented male immigrants. Mm. All of them. Now, up in, in Ireland, because I, I'm back, for, back and forward between here and home, 16-year-old girl in Galway gang raped by immigrants. There's uh, rapes and attempted rapes in Limerick and Cork. If they're undocumented by the guards, I would like to know why. Because we all know that it has happened. And people who know these kids can come forward and tell you. So therefore, why are they not documented if, if, if you know, if people but, know who uh, it was? So, so you're honing in on actual criminal acts that were found guilty in a court of law where it turned out that the person who was guilty of it was an undocumented person who came into the country under an international protection order. Are you? Some of them, yes. And right. I know for a fact that a lot of them have gone through the so-called so um, yeah. system, right. but they've been left out, like the guy who broke the eight-year-old little boy's nose and he walked out of the, the courtroom free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ask Judge Nolan about that. No, that was that's a case that, that was well that was well documented. But because I looked yeah. at the I looked at um, um, a report last week called Rape and Justice in Ireland, uh, and it gave mm-hmm. us uh, figures that were backed up by Rape and Justice in Ireland, who did the the research, and they also uh, probably would have done it in coordination with the CSO. Seventy five percent. Uh, of all rape in Ireland, um, significantly other crimes I know, but I'm just talking about rape, 75% Mm -hmm. of them were um, people whose country of origin was Ireland, 75%. The rest of the world, the rest of the world accounted for 25%. Okay. Well, you know, Neil, we can either live in that bubble now, if you like, or we can actually look at the real world. And I'm asking you to look at the real world because, as I said, Sweden has opened their borders years ago. They have now closed them. Not only have they done that, but they're deporting people as well, those who are criminals and those who are here long-term and haven't bothered to go to work, which is what exactly should be happening. 
We can, we don't have the money to be holding on to people who aren't willing to go to work and they're well able for it. Yeah. And I don't know why single young men who are fighting age if there's a war going on in their country isn't at home fighting. So what of these? Um, what I don't this? I don't agree with fighting. I don't agree with war whatsoever. But I'm I'm certainly not going to sit back and watch that there's a war being used for people to be brought into my country where my grandchildren are growing up. Um, Neil, I, I'm I'm not just talking for my grandchildren, but if there's some people out there who don't seem to mind what will happen to their grandchildren. I'm very concerned about mine. And you're saying that because you've seen it through the prism of of the Swedish population. You're saying that Sweden is closed now, is it? It's closed. It's closed as in, um, I don't think they're going to allow... You probably will have to come with documents. You will have to come with documents. And even at that, they're only taking, I think, a certain number. Um, it's it's an awful lot harder to get in here now. And Sweden than it now was over is the trying to years. get people to voluntarily return to wherever they came from. I'm not sure if it's just voluntary, actually, because what I heard was that they were being deported. So if you're voluntarily going back, that's not deportation. Yeah. Uh, deportation. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what I've heard. That they are I, targeting you know, large groups that have come to Sweden in recent decades and have not managed to integrate into Swedish society. They're trying to come up with a way to get them to voluntarily return from whence they came. Oh, they'd be going all right. The new the new government here are not going to take it, which is the best thing that happened for Sweden. And I know an awful lot of the Swedish people are quite happy. Why are they happy? Um, what are Swedish people saying? I, exactly what I'm telling you. Their country went from one of the safest countries in the world. Look up the statistics of the Snowy to the third most dangerous country in the world now. And that's since they opened their borders, just like what Ireland is doing. And just like what the people in this, you know, those who don't see anything wrong and think it's all okay and we must look after everybody. The Swedish have the very same attitude. In fact, they had that when I came out here two years ago. Um, and now their attitude is very, very different. Okay. Okay. Um, and they've, they've, you know, a lady just over the road here for me who went out to her bin one morning to find a dead young fellow of 16 years of age because they use the young, young people to do the drug running and they take over the drug cartel. Neil, if we're but not how, going yeah, to but look how at do you know who was guilty, you know who guilty of that crime? But obviously, because the guards had picked up the person who did it. The Swedish um, police, and it was all in. It was all yeah. It was all um, documented and okay. reported, and yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not telling you any. I'm not making up stories, and I'm not. I don't have to. Neil, I'm living it. I'm living it. I actually heard three gunshots at the guy who was shot just down the road here. Another guy during the night at three o'clock in the morning, um, shot dead. Uh, and they can go down, take photographs of where the candles are lighting to him mm. and send them to you if you want to see that. But you know, it's it's happening, Neil. Okay. It's happening. Right. There's a guy on there's a guy on social media and he's Swedish called Sanity for Sweden. So that's the number four he uses, Sanity for Sweden. And if you were to follow him for a little bit he doesn't, he doesn't mince his words on anything. Yeah, but I, I'm always conscious of people who have their own beliefs and their own agenda without it's being disrespectful. That they only the hone problem. in on one narrative. No, 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 no. Look, look. Okay. There's people here from different countries. I go down every, every two weeks, I go down to a stall downtown and I buy my flowers from, from I don't know where the boy is from. There's a few of them there. I couldn't tell you what country they come from. That doesn't bother me. I go in and I buy my flowers. We have a couple of words to chat. 
and I and I'll say go again. They're not Swedish. I don't know where they're from. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. They're not doing anything else to yeah. to anybody yeah. from what I can see. Yeah. So that's fine. They're going out to work paying their taxes, just like what my husband is doing here. Same thing. I have respect for that. But I don't have respect for the fact that there's people coming into our country. And a, a little three-year-old snatched from his mother up in Dublin there the other day, only for a man came along who actually got the child back. Now, in the name and honour of God. Okay, well, I'm not aware of that story. parents are grandparents? And, and isn't that awful, Neil? Isn't that just awful? Because you and I have had many chats. No, I mean, I'm not going to know actually, of all of the stories. And, and a lot of the time no, I have to double-check and fact-check everything that somebody says to me. If that was a few years ago, though, no, Neil, you and I both know that that would have been all over the papers. Right. It would have been all over the media. And like okay. a few years back before 2019, you and I had loads of conversations about the suicides in Ireland because it was absolutely abhorrent at that time. I know. I covered and we a lot had of lots of yeah. chats. Yeah. Now, now, there's no talk about it, but would you believe that just a week, just over a week ago now, I think, that a friend of mine, on the one day, had one friend of his own and two people that he knew who had friends all died of suicide. Three of them in one day in Cork. Known to one in individual Cork. that you know. All three. Okay. okay. And that's and then I met okay. an, a, another girl the other day whose husband has uh, died by suicide. Okay. And uh, Neil, this is all in a short space of time, but there's no talk about it. I'm going to pick it up and in the morning, Josephine. I promise. Uh, Will I'm, you just ask people one question for me? Yeah. The LGBTQ. I am. Um, people, I understand that um, they seem to be very much, not all of them because I've, I've, I have friends who, who would be within that and they're not joined this um, Mick Barry and all of that group but um, the, if they're standing up there to open the borders and leave everybody in, could you just ask them how are they doing that when there were two gay men and probably there were three, but the two gay men up the country who were beheaded by the, the foreign nationals. No, I missed that. And Somebody's talking to me. What, what, did you just say? what did you just say there? What did you just say? The two men, the two, two gay men up the country who were beheaded by a foreign national. And he also seriously injured a third man. So I don't understand how the LGBT, LGBTQ people are actually standing by leaving all of these people in when some because of their own have not, been because murdered. Not, because not all of them are criminals. They're no, they're not. And, and I agree. Gotta go, but unless you can show your dockets, Neil, unless you can show your documents, okay, you go. shouldn't be allowed gotta in. Go back in the morning. Thank you for that. Uh, pick up the conversation in the morning. Um, just on a lighter note before I go for today, Offbeat Donuts are giving away uh, 50. 60 donuts, that's five boxes. Some shout-outs here for everybody at RP Electrical who've never had a donut. They're dying to get one, even 60. Everybody, Independent Express Cargo. I wish I had more to do shout-outs, but uh, apparently there's a birthday there. Uh, Adrian Ryan and Sports Gear Direct. They're over in Tremor Road. They'd love it because they're feeling the effects of the weekend and sugar would be a pick-me-up. Uh, Monday Munchies at Stryker. There's four to the, 14 of them working hard. And a nice mention for an estate. Woodlawn, Watergrass Hill need donuts. Unfortunately, the neighbour and best friend passed away suddenly at the age of 49 and has left a huge void in our hearts that we just can't shake off so for us here it's been an awful year already he was a huge Liverpool fan so he'd be so happy today so a nice mention to everybody in Woodlawn Estate Uh, but this one I think for Argos in Blackpool Elaine and the gang who are coming to the end of working together after a long long time some 15 years plus Uh, that's from Lisa Uh, don't know how that why that's happening you're saying um, they are coming to the end of working together after a long time, some 15 years plus. Is somebody leaving Argos, I wonder? Anyway, we'll send the, the donuts to uh, Argos. It's actually closing.
closing down. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that story. Yeah, that was a few weeks back. Oh, my God, that's sad, isn't it? So I had two stories in the morning. So do share your tattoo stories. Text 0868104106 or by email to neil at redfm.ie. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.